Hello and welcome to American <laughs> Turds. I'm Raul Cruz. You're Victor Calvo, and we're still the at audience home. is Victor Calvo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I'm Vic Victor Calvo. You know the the good old good old Huckleberry Victor. Um, how you been, buddy? How's this quarantine? How's the quarantine so far? And I'm Ralph. Ra- um, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Ralster, fine. Yeah, Ralph, fine. Uh, no, I've been. It's it's okay. It's May third, twenty twenty. We're recording this on a tomorrow. Sunday. It's a it's a Sunday night. Rick and Morty comes back in like three hours. I forgot and... about that. Yeah, I... same. Same. There's been to... <laughs> so much shit this week for me that I just it, it's gone. It, everything in terms of media, except for like Clone Wars, has been off the out of the wind, uh, out of my head. I've just been as of late. I've just been like rewatching Sopranos, like I already said uh, <laughs> before. <laughs> um, Where are you on huh? your rewatch? Are you are you back in the? Um, are you almost done? I'm in season four. I'm in season four, um, and I'm like midway through season four uh it's obviously it's like amazing um what else uh there's just a very specific thing i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna talk to you about but that it, it literally just fled my mind god damn it well anyway, you how's you, how that? Have you been? <laughs> i've been i've been fine uh finals are yeah how's in school the midst right now I'm yeah I'm, I'm almost done i'm almost done with my semester by um i should be done with everything by wednesday and then i gotta start summer term which is like less than a week away as well yeah all I already, at the same time i, I was i was thinking about just uh, taking it no 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 finish uh, sorry no no, no yeah. you go ahead you go ahead I, I cut you off it's it's hard doing this discord sometimes no, it really it's just fucking like, is. yeah i can't i can't i can't see your mouth um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you uh, get a pretty mouth boy <laughs> you damn right uh <laughs> squeal uh uh thursday i should start my summer term and i was a me- i was initially planning to start it in june in the middle of june but since we're stuck in our houses and there's really no none of the classes are gonna be you know on campus because yeah. all the campuses are closed i might as well just take it as early as possible and finish the classes so i could have an actual summer to myself and yeah. you know enjoy it for the actual length of you know summer yeah, I already like May. Up. May isn't really even considered summer for some people, you know, which is weird. I always and consider I, it to be because I'm just done with honestly, school at that point. Honestly, May, uh, like ever since I was a little kid, it's always like it's always just been like a part of the year, like kind of the end of the year. But um, I I, I kind of don't see it as summer, even though it is technically for us for the college students. But I don't know. It's a, I've I mean, always no, seen, like, it is June, it is July it, and like the first half of August to be like summer. You know? Yeah, that's technically considered to be, or I think at least until like the beginning of September, that's considered su- uh, summer. Yeah. And May is really like the end of spring. Yeah. Even though it just eh, everything feels like the same when you're in your house all yeah. day. So it's that's it is it is what it is. I, but um, yeah. <laughs> I I already picked out my classes for uh, this summer term. I'm uh, taking three, and my grades uh, passed all my classes, thankfully. I got uh, one A, two Bs, so good stuff. Nice. Um, and yeah, now I just gotta get this uh summer term around. So I have one class for twelve weeks, which is summer C, which is no combination of A and B, and then I have yeah. one class for both summer A and summer B. So there's was that one class for summer C the only was it only for summer C or could you have done it? Um, 
for and, the other terms. Um, I could have gotten for the other ones, but uh, Summer C, like I'm doing math online. So, uh, so I, I since math, since like uh, math has always been like kind of a struggle for me. I fucking hate math. <laughs> Which uh, math are you taking? What happened? Which math are you supposed to take? I'm taking. Uh, it's literally college algebra. I, I've literally oh, okay. held that. It's no, yeah, it's cake. I've literally held that off to the very last thing because for like my film major, I like I foolishly decided to like take all my film classes early instead of taking my core classes first and leave the fun stuff for last. You know. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, right no, now I'm just I, like, right now I'm just finishing off the credits like for the extra like core classes that I needed, mm. and after uh, and after that I should be yeah I uh, should be good to continue and then um, yeah uh, hopefully summer uh, summer goes by quickly uh, in total I'm just, I'm gonna be taking classes for like twelve weeks in total you know so it's not that bad yeah, to be honest sounds about right uh, as a bad. college student uh, you, you definitely have longer. Uh, you definitely have longer summer, summers. Yeah, I mean, it, it summer kind of summer kind of came early anyway. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> this all kind in my in my case specifically because I was, uh, my, my school let me out. UM let everybody out by like, uh, for spring break, right? And that's like the end of March or like close to the end of March. Like, oh yeah, you've been chilling for a while. Like Oh yeah, no, I, I know. It's you want to know something really funny. I went, <laughs> I, I went out to my aunt's house, and it was the first time I wore jeans in like two months. Jesus. And I just and I realized that as I was driving, and I'm like, huh, shit. That's, well, you look right. at that. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at here. Uh, well, goddamn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was the opposite of you, actually, for most of it. I did most of my core classes before getting into my. Uh, my core curriculum set of classes yeah but it was it was just as frustrating because i also hate math a lot i I can do well in it but i don't want to do it no yeah i fucking hate it that's why i left it to like very to like the very end and like um, it was it was so weird because i had to do i had to do algebra 2 my on my campus and that was considerably harder than the class i had to take afterwards that i couldn't take unless i passed algebra 2 which was college algebra, the one you're taking, and I had to do. I did that. At, I did that date for the summer, and it was super, super easy. And the teacher was very, very nice and very clear cut with ex, uh, with instructions and very helpful. But the problem I kind of had with it was I was under this like increased level of anxiety whenever I'd get to class. Because the teacher was also very, very, very pregnant. And I can't really do well in math without somebody helping me. Yeah. So, like, week after week, I'm just looking and I'm like, hi, good here. morning. <laughs> okay. Just, just wondering. <laughs> you know, I, you I, here, I, woman? I'm pretty. From what I heard, she had the baby, like, right after the final. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Because it, it was the, the curriculum was based on, like, you could take the final exam, but. If you've done well in the first two exams, the third one is basically your final and you don't have to do the last exa- um, exam. Mm-hmm. And I passed all three of those and I got an A. And I'm like, I, I'm going I'm to I'm just sit out on this one. I, I got the A. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I think I'm fine. You know, I wish you the best of luck, lady. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I, oh, man. We got I some, just needed you we, now. We got some, well, yeah. <laughs> I just need you now. Uh... Congratulations. But uh, thank you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Are you speaking? Are you speaking to the, to your uh, uh, 
uh, once pregnant. Yeah, she listens to the show. My my college algebra teacher from my one summer semester. Oh, yes. really? Hi. We have a we <laughs> not no not really. I was, I was being sarcastic. We have a very selective group of listeners on yeah. our show. Yeah. Um, um I, we have some news to talk about actually before we get into our weeks. It, uh, I, I, I mean, the, I, I, would, I I wanted to bring some stuff up. I uh, wanted to talk about. Yeah, there's not really much for weeks, like for me at least. Like, well, besides the whole main movie things, which I'll get into like later. But um, f- um, for the most part, like w- what I've literally done is just like play video games and like yeah. Read for me, I haven't. For me, I haven't really been doing that much. I was yeah, I was just very much focused on like finishing school off, and I'm still in the process of that. But I got some stuff that I watch. So I, I, I think it'd be really interesting for us to talk about it, especially one um. Something that's very near and dear to our hearts in some way, shape, or form. Do you want but before to, that, do you want me to take out the talk about the May movie uh, thing right now, or? Oh no, I was I, I was thinking we just finish off the news first and then get into the weeks. Well, do you want to start? Because I already the rest of I already us? said it. Yeah, let's talk about that shit. All, um, right, all right, there's a so lot. So what do you? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> there's a lot. Let, wait, let's stop here. Let's stop here for a second. What do you know? Okay. Um, out of the story. <laughs> Um, basically all I know is randomly like the last of us started trending on Twitter and I didn't click on the trending, uh, because it was just like, like an in passing thing. It's like, Oh, whatever. You know, people talk about the last of us, maybe like a a new teaser came out or something. And then, um, I started seeing reactions on Twitter, like no spoilers, but just people on Twitter saying, yeah, these last, these last of us, uh, this last of us discord is pretty insane and i don't know what's going on what's going to happen with this game now a bunch of shit like like kind of in that like very uh in that very like you know like from that perspective of like the world's like just crumbling down you know <laughs> that's, that, that's what i see around twitter and that that, that I, is pretty accurate to what <laughs> happened yeah um and uh i was on discord uh yesterday or two days ago with a friend of the show, Saul and Brendan. And yes. we just, and good friends. Saul just started talking about, uh, like he started reading up the last of us two things because he had read somewhere that, Oh, just read the spoilers because I, I you'd be, I'd be saving you $60. <laughs> so he read the spoilers and he didn't That's tell been me a lot of comments. He, d- he didn't tell me exactly like what it was, but he said that it's terrible and he fucking hates it and uh he's not buying the game now and apparently that's mostly the discourse online that people just fucking hate it uh they don't want to spend the 60 dollars for it and i don't know any spoilers and uh from what you told me you accidentally saw some spoilers so that's well no sucks. i i i i know everything that got reported jesus as fucking of this Christ. point initially yeah it, it, it fucking sucks because i tried to How? avoid it at first <laughs> how do you know everything i <laughs> Let's say, okay, and this is not to the fault of anybody specifically, even though I will say somebody specific right now, but I follow a person that we both know, and, well, I mean, at least as, not as, not as a person, but, um, you know, somebody we follow on Twitter. Okay. Who's really funny with his bad film t- uh, Twitter takes. Okay. <laughs> in the form of James Healy, um, b- uh, otherwise known as Bad Film Takes or Bad Gamer Takes 7 Remake, but... I, I follow him on Twitter, and uh, he, he was being really, really vocal about the stuff. When – here comes another thing about why I hate a, this fucking cesspool of an app called Twitter. I, I look at his post. I didn't even click on anything. It just went through my timeline, right? And 
for some reason, Twitter randomly just selects comments out of context, out of out of nowhere, out of order. Yeah. They just pop in and just and and I guess it's just to the ones that you know this this person this particular person replies to, right? That's how I got spoiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, he puts up a Last of Us Two meme, which I've already been seeing going around of this one specific scene. Which, if you know about what I'm talking about, you you definitely know the meme at this point. But he puts he puts out a meme about that. It's not even spoilery because it's like one of those Wojak um, sad guy memes. It's okay. all colored in. You can't really tell. And it's not like he it's not like he puts like a Last of Us Two like hashtag or some shit like that or something like or something like that, sure. right? But the first comment I see is literally somebody some asshole there with a k-pop stand avatar saying in case anybody wants to know and it's a huge fucking uh, 4chan red uh, thread of everything that happens in the game but it's in huge text so i couldn't even avoid it at first glance i saw it i got really really pissed the way you and describe this is no it, it is no fault to anybody the way you anybody describe in situation. it sounds like you like you accidentally read something and you just kind of started continuing to read it read yeah it was it was exactly like that because it was it hooked me at the first t- at the first line and i'm like oh that's your own stuff oh, shit i'm already <laughs> i'm already hurt i know i know i already got it i already got caught but fuck it i'm gonna have to i'm i'm, I'm already in i'm just gonna have to read it and this is no fault to anybody there's no fault to james healy well actually this isn't fault to that k-pop fucker sure. but anyway that's that's beside the point i, I read the i read the leak I read what was confirmed from the hours, literal hours of debugged gameplay footage that was that you could still find on YouTube, even though Sony is going on a fucking manhunt They're to like down delist and yeah. you know demon and like destroy every single person in YouTube with the, the video. Person. Yeah, <laughs> as they as they do, which because apparently they did that with um something similar happened with God of War. Got, uh, most of God of War got leaked ahead of time. That happens a lot. Sony went on a rampage. That happens that. a lot with uh, with video games, especially big. Yeah, it makes sense. Like but with this, it was uh, I I read it and then I just wanted to make sure what was confirmed, what was not, you know, what was not confirmed, what was people, you know, just spouting shit from memes and what was actually, you know, in the game. And I saw like screenshots and some evidence of it, and personally. Hello? Yeah, it sounds like a fucking shit show. <laughs> no, I, I was I was collecting my breath for oh, a okay. second. I, I, th- it's not good. Man, you think you think like the FF Seven remake discourse is bad? Wait till this game drops in. I've heard what was the- it like the middle of June? <laughs> I, I uh, um, the FF Seven Discord hasn't been that bad. Oh no, trust me, it the is. Ending? It is when it comes to like yeah, especially around the ending. Okay. But I can't, I can't say anything because I don't want to spoil it for you, and obviously for the sake of this game as well. You know what the funny thing is, also? All this shit gets really amped up because, obviously because of the leak, first off, because that's the first thing that happens. But then the next day, Sony is like, hey, uh, forget what we said about shipment problems and COVID-19. Last of Us 2 is coming out in the middle of June, and J- Ghost of Tsushima comes out July 10th or some shit like that. And, and it comes out the month after. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, sure, that was just a bunch of bullshit. What what the fuck was actually going on with this game? Turns out the game's just a dumpster fire of we of crazy weird shit that they shouldn't have even done in the first place. Like like just weird story choices, correct? Um, yeah, in a sense. 
stuff story choice story choices that me for me personally and I'm I'm sure a lot of people online agree uh really really upset me and I and it's definitely something that is shocking and you know ex, it, it doesn't exceed expectations uh, that's the wrong word it um upends expectations for what this game is actually about right and it just it left me it left me kind of angry but there's some stuff out there that I, I don't want to talk about because obviously it leaks it, it, it relates to possible actual spoilers of the game and they, the the thing that should be pointed out here first and foremost is that the ending isn't actually isn't actually reported on it's actually it's not real okay. whatever's been reported on on the actual ending right now regarding this leak because the ending didn't get posted a lot of gameplay footage did the one of the biggest twists that, in yeah. the game did got got leaked but Dude, other than honestly... that the ending's not actually out there and some of the stuff regarding the characters in this game are bullshit this discourse and is it's just making to the point me, of memory this discord is making me want to watch like i mean want to, want to play this game so bad like jesus christ but that's an interesting thing i'm still kind of interested in playing it yeah i still need to finish i still need to finish the first one but i'm not as like excited. i'm i'm excited to see the fire erupting in this it's okay look because hey go ahead my bad and and the stuff going around it already is so interesting and so crazy to look at already not even just from the leaks but you know the rumors about how this all ties into naughty dogs really shitty worth workplace and how neil Druckmann as a director is apparently a huge fucking asshole who doesn't even pay you know uh doesn't even give the bonuses that were promises to uh promise to a bunch of employees even though Sony came out and said that the leaker has been found and he's not associated with Naughty Dog or anything like that, which also sounds like either or, it sounds like a lose-lose scenario. Either you have an employee that really, really pissed off about the company and how the, uh, the, the way it was working, leaked a bunch of shit, or your company is so easy to hack into that somebody managed to get literally hours upon hours of debugged gameplay footage... And leak it into the internet like that? Like, it, it sounds ridiculous either way yeah. to me. Uh, I, I Personally, I believe the whole Naughty Dog uh, workplace thing. I mean, that, <laughs> it's that's just not surprising. Crazy seeing, because everyone yeah, in the gaming it, industry just fucking sucks. <laughs> th- there's so many stories now that I'm reading about it. And it's like, oh, wow. This is something that kind of felt like it was anticipated. You know, not the leaking of the stuff. And I don't really support the leak at all. Even if you're a disgruntled employee that's pissed off about the, you know, the state of, you know, how you're treated as a company. There are better ways in doing it than fucking over the work of other people's stuff as well. Yeah. You know, because I'm sure that person, that person worked hours, years with these people. No, multiple people. On this game. You know, yeah, with a bunch of people on this game. And, you know, it's, it's fucked up to even, you know, ruin that. As well, because you're not only like fucking over the company, you're fucking over your friends at that point, mm-hmm. you know, or the people you worked with at least, you know, who were probably nice to you. It's it's it, I find that fucked up personally. <laughs> I don't think the leak was, you know, it it's not good in any in any stretch, but I feel like that was it was coming it's or just, something really bad like that was coming because that I I hear stories about Amy Hennig leaving and how she fucking hated Neil Druckmann. And didn't even thank him when she got the award back at the game, uh, like the Lifetime Achievement Award and the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. And how there's been so much hostile and toxic shit going on in that company. 
Do you think? And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. Do you think the trajectory of uh, what's going on with this game is going to affect uh, the HBO show? Because Druckmann's a part of that. Yeah, I I don't know at this point. I think we will have a clearer sense of what's going to happen going forward with this when franchise. It comes out. When the game comes out, yeah, yeah it like because people are still gonna go play it. See, people are still gonna go buy this it. This makes me want to play the game you know? even more. Like, okay, I had this conversation with Saul and Brendan after um after he uh like just explained like what's going on, and it, it's like yeah, like even though like like okay, here's an example to you know to to explain what I'm talking about. Um, with Rise of Skywalker and like Last Jedi. Last Jedi, before I watched it, all I heard was terrible discourse. Everyone hated it. People were going crazy, saying it's the worst Star Wars movie ever. You wait, wait, you're talking about Last Jedi for a second? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Last Jedi right now. I'm giving this. Oh, that's interesting because that was the opposite. I would, I would hear shit like, "Oh, it's the best movie since Empire." I that Which, that was like well, very, you know. that was very initial from the critics until the first until the day it was released that Friday when people started watching and all they heard was just crazy crazy uh discords you know calling it the worst thing ever oh, okay. it's movie ran johnson you know kill him um i had and, none of, i had none of that because i was working that opening night yeah at, I at the theater yeah, yeah. for that well like i saw my i saw last jedi at four in the morning <laughs> i regret it entirely but yeah but continue. like <laughs> i heard that discourse before i heard that discourse and then it, it kind of made me want to uh it like you know, it made me worried for the movie, obviously, and then I ended up loving it, you know. And then Rise of Skywalker came out, the same discourse came came out, basically calling it like terrible, you know. It's it's just uh, you know, all the all the uh, the fuck this fucking discourse that you heard from Rise of Skywalker, and then I ended up hating it, you know. So like, it could either go, it could go both ways for me, you know, when it comes to so- something like like a piece of media that I've been so connected to for a while and i've been waiting so long so long for you get me and like I, at this point i've just been wait i've waited so long and to just have it be spoiled by a red by a reddit thread you know i th- to me that that like I, I don't like that and i'd rather just play it and you know i don't like it whatever but then you know it brings up the conversation like why are you supporting why are you supporting uh, the studios who overwork uh, overwork their their workers and you know like shit like it's it, 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 it's a conversation with a lot of strings attached you know and like, you know, i just don't and it's funny i, I just don't know what, and, and, what to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> like help me <laughs> i don't know what's going on anymore um it, it it's funny you mentioned that too because i there was also that crazy fucking um discourse not only surrounding naughty dog but there was also that stuff going on with jason schreier i don't know if you were able to hear anything about that i'm pretty sure we spoke uh, about it before but, well, well, there was. I, I, well, we haven't talked about it together, but I talked to Saul and also coincidentally, I also talked to Saul and Brendan about this, and um, also friend, another friend of the show, Ramses, where you're, you're, and this is so. This is something that's kind of it's tangent, tan, uh, tangentially related to what we're talking about, but like you have like these reporters who kind of like show another side and feel like they're kind of anti-worker force which feels really fucked up when the form of like some of those jason schreier quotes that were coming out where he now works for bloomberg uh, after leaving kotaku and there was a tweet that he put out where it's like oh yeah if i if, if i find out the leaker for the last of us two news i will i will share it and Doxing. everybody kind of like making fun of him and comparing him to the the kid from recess 
the guy, the 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 rat looking guy that always has the pen and paper, always telling oh, yeah. him the kids, the evil. One. Yeah, <laughs> which led to like so many people getting blocked by him, which I found fucking ridiculous. But like it, it um, it it's just it's crazy. I I just wanted to bring that little side tangent uh, up, but. Yeah, it is crazy because you don't want you know you want these workers to be well paid, you want these workers to be respected, but you also don't want to fuck up the product too, you know. And I I think it's fair to say the product, whether you have read the the leaks or not, this game has been this marketing for this game has been fucked up tremendously already mm-hmm. because it got leaked. Regardless, you know, and and that's and that's that hurts everybody. You know, I mean, it hurts the fans the and it definitely hurts the developers. The fact that they just uh, delayed it again, like. Kind of seemed unnecessary to me. Only to well, yeah, no, definitely like now. Month, like it, it when, was what a month delay. Oh, was you gonna release it? No, engine? remember, rem- no, no, no. Before that, before t- like this week, it was said to be re- delayed indefinitely. Indefinitely, because they yeah. were saying, yeah, because they were saying that there was gonna be problems with shipping and you know moving and actually getting physical copies oh, out to stores. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's because the game is... There's something wrong in the company right now, or at least with the narrative of this game. I'm just... That, that's what it feels like. I'm just so fucking you know, or curious. Or that's what the, na- the new narrative is being thrown out. so fucking curious as to, like, what the game is, you know? There is... There's a lot. I, I, I I, and, be, and there's no there's no direct spoilers with this, with what I'm saying here. This definitely feels like a big Metal Gear 2 scenario. Oh, my God. <laughs> like a big Metal Gear all Solid right, stop 2 talking. scenario. All right, okay, that's all I need. <laughs> That's that's all I need. But it's I'm it's really just, excited. The thing is, for me, I'm still probably gonna get the game because I do want to know, and the game could be fantastic for all we know. Right? This is just early game. debugged game footage that could represent the final game or could definitely not. You know, it would definitely do- well. Hopefully, it doesn't because I wouldn't want a really buggy game for sixty fucking dollars like a Fallout game. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's just. It it is very it makes me very curious to see what the hell's gonna happen come June sixteenth or whatever when whenever when it's actually gonna get released now. It's just it's it's fascinating because thematically it sounds like something that is very bold and very out there. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that they do that make me really, really think that this is not this definitely feels like this wasn't a game that had to be made. You know, like, The Last of Us 1 is, I don't know about you, but I think that's, it's a perfectly closed-in narrative. No, yeah. It's and I mean that the... in the sense that it has a good, solid beginning, middle, end. It doesn't do anything else to expand anything. It doesn't do any big sequel setup. It has a definite, you know, three-act structure. No, it's, yeah. And it shouldn't have, I, I, I feel like it shouldn't have been expanded upon, to be honest. I, you know, oh, or at I mean... least... Well, you could have probably done something with different characters. I, I, I disagree. You know? I disagree. Like, like with that, with like uh, making it a sequel. I understand your point where it's like kind of a perfect movie, but I feel like there was enough there and enough character development there for it to be stretched out. Plus, there was like a lot of unanswered questions by the end, and I feel like the vagueness of the ending kind of warranted a sequel. You know, it kind of seemed like it was a thing that was planned. Like the Last of Us, yeah, and the Last of Us Part Two could have been like. A, like a nice dual game that that is just you know that has the right story and everything you know i don't know what's what they did with this new uh with this new <laughs> game but the last of us one is one of the just the best games ever made i feel you know and it has one of the best definitely one of the best stories in, in video games 
But that's where I'll agree with you. Not only that, like because it's just not only that, it's just its influence now with a lot of modern games, like you know, for example, God of War. You know, like as cinematic as that, it it takes a lot of its elements from that. You know, it's great. But the thing is, I I am okay with a piece of media being vague and leaving it at that. You know, like Twin Peaks season four may never happen, and I'm fine with that. Last of the last Jedi could have easily have been the last Star Wars movie. Oh my god! And I probably I, would have been fine with that. I, I definitely and would. a lot of people agree. <laughs> I definitely would. <laughs> you know, and for like for example, like Sopranos, the way that ended, you know. Yeah. We don't really need it. You know, else. it's kind of good that the Many Saints of New York doesn't take place Newark. in 2010. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know definitely. what I mean? I'm happy about that. Like there, there's things like that that I'm okay with. You know, and that's how I feel with The Last of Us, personally. I think it should have probably stuck as its own. I was, I'm still excited by the prospect of a sequel, you know, and hopefully I'm proven wrong when, I, when, I, when you know, the game comes out and the game is actually really good and the narrative is really good. Hopefully. I hope that's the case. I hope hopefully. I, I, hope I like all, it, yeah. That's all you can really do in I this hope, world now. I hope I like it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I yeah. genuinely hope I like it. I hope it's a good... I hope I, I have a good time with it you know i could have my i could have uh my gripes with it you know it might be good might be bad i don't know i was I, i've already been disappointed with something with many things before so you know <laughs> yeah what more do just, i have to lose oh, man what more <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly I, I already lost game of thrones How i already lost more star pain wars can I take? you know like i i and i uh, that's a that's a big iffy for me on, on that last one but uh yeah game of thrones is definitely dead but you know let's see let's see let's see what happens when last of us 2 comes out yeah. and ghost of tsushima also yeah that's a thing yeah. you know i'm excited about that yeah I, I know we didn't talk about it at all but hey that looks cool mm-hmm. you know probably might not be best of the year but hey nothing has to be you know i'm pretty sure my favorite game of the year isn't going to be spongebob battle for bikini bottom hd again it could be for me <laughs> you know what i mean could be for me it, it could you be know? could be Never mind. Yeah, you know what? Never, never mind. You, you never, uh, never. Let's not underestimate SpongeBob. Yeah. When it comes to that, I'm especially really, that game. I'm so fucking excited for that game, dude. I'm so I'm very happy that that one out of every single Nick game got remastered because that's my, oh my favorite God, yeah. game. No, yeah, from Nickelodeon. Dude, dude, I remember. I remember uh, when I was a kid playing that. It, it's like it, I have too much nostalgia for that game. It's so fun. I'm so happy that that and the SpongeBob movie and, game. That comes out like in May too, I think. Remember that? Or in, no, I think it's in June. Oh yeah, the SpongeBob movie game I never really liked. Oh, I loved it. That was never really my thing, but I I, I was always a Battle for Bikini Bottom guy. Mm. I love it. I still have my disc on my GameCube. Um, going into other gaming news, Jeff Keighley killed a E3 this year by announcing the Summer Game Fest, which is a three month long mega event. E3. Online, yeah, that's going to be focusing on a bunch of game developer news and panels and conferences you think, and uh, live demos and demos for people to actually play. Do you think there's going to be, be any reveals? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, okay, I, I I don't know how familiar you are with this, but I, Batman, I looked maybe? at their... <laughs> Here's the funny thing about that. So, Jeff Keighley announces this event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. You could only get burned so many times. Like. <laughs> but Jeff Keighley puts off this, uh, puts out this tweet announcing the event and everything, and that's all well and dandy. Then he announces that there is a phase one, uh, and you know, here's a list of the developers that are um, tagged along, who are going to be unveiling stuff during this phase one. 
The entire schedule, we're, again, we're recording on a Sunday. The entire schedule is going to be released on uh, Tuesday. And that's a couple days before what I assume is actually the first event of this thing, is, which is the Xbox One third-party... Um, no, the Xbox Series X third-party uh, gameplay reveal. On May conference. 7th, correct? Yeah, May 7th, on Thursday. Which I, I think that's the first event from that um from this summer game fest Couldn't thing, be more excited for explicitly that. mentioned it you know Couldn't but be they more talk about that. yeah they they talk about um the list of partners they put out the list of partners of who are going to be showing stuff for this phase one and notably you have um xbox obviously playstation which means you know maybe they could do a ps5 thing maybe they reveal the console there or maybe they might do their own separate thing and it's kind of like it's kind of like you know, passing the baton between one event to the other, and there'll probably be more gameplay shit. I think it might be a we'll separate this thing. New thing, maybe, maybe. Even though the Bloomberg reports I've been reading recently say that, kind of say otherwise, because they've been, it's been hard for them to actually come up with a conference for the for the console reveal. But hey, who get, who knows? I've been hearing um, people saying that it's gonna be it's gonna be in a few weeks that that PS Five event. That that I've been hearing as well. Um, also from Jason Schreier. I just really want to see um, like these, these games. Or, these next generation no, games same. are like are like to me are going to be the selling point for for these next consoles. gen. Te- the road to next gen technically st- like kind of officially starts next Thursday with Xbox of all things. It's already which I, kind of I know it's already started. I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm saying in terms of actual gameplay mm. and actual like yeah, yeah, yeah. gameplay re- game reveals, you know, yeah. which goes into the thing you were talking you mentioned for a second there. WB is mentioned as one of the companies that's going to be working with the Summer Game Fest now. We know before, or no, around the time E3 got canceled for this year due to coronavirus concerns, that WB Games was going to have their own special panel where they were going to reveal the next Batman game and the next Rocksteady game and the Harry Potter um, thing. And probably something from Mortal Kombat or from NetherRealm Studios. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and it seems like that might be the case here. Whether it be in the Xbox event, whether it be its own separate actual panel. Somewhere down the line, this month, literally this month, or or in June, it it's it, you know we won't know really we won't really have a firm grasp of it until Tuesday. It's not like they love it. We it's not like they love us enough to give us Batman. <laughs> it's been it's just you know what pisses me off about so Batman long. specifically is that they've it's been so long and they fucked up that marketing campaign so many times. Uh, like like yeah, I don't by putting up that. the little teases and then never never following it up on it and just not mentioning it. And it pisses me off. It upsets me. Oh man! But hey, I'm 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 gonna be ex- I'm I'm excited. If this is gonna be our E3. WB then I'm fine with that. listed there. This is probably gonna be the E3, the new E3. I wouldn't be surprised. Jeff Keighley left. Jeff Keighley left. Um, you know, working with the ESA and E3, and same with uh, I am Eight Bit, and now they're collaborating together for this event. So it feels like they're they're definitely trying to beat them down there's a new you know or a new kid a new kid on the block yeah he's the, the most powerful kid in the block because mm-hmm. jeff Keeley is like the man has so many influencers and i'm i'm actually really excited about this and this is gonna be really fun i i'm very excited because fucking next gen well actually next gen you're kind of right next gen did kind of already start a little bit early because assassin's creed valhalla got announced oh yeah this week good and good transition <laughs> Yeah, that that's oh my god, it looks fucking great. Okay, here's my thing. It looks so here's my cool. thing with Assassin's Creed. <laughs> all right, we all we all uh, Assassin's Creed is basically the second Call of Duty. That's how I see it. You know, 
it's a very it's a very uh, um, it's a very uh, noticeable a roller coaster of uh, critical reception. Excuse me. It has its ups and downs. It's it's very much a roller coaster of critical reception. It's a sa- you have its peaks. It's a saturated and then it fucking drops. It's a completely saturated franchise, yeah. you know. And it, it it follows that that Ubisoft formula of like, oh, here's a big map, map. Go to your towers, you know. Open up more of the map. Get some get some quests done on the side, you know. There's a main story, uh, level up system. That's there's most like Ubisoft games, you know. Watch Dogs, uh, Division, uh, Fallout, you know, Assassin's Creed. Um, and like with this new Assassin's Creed, it's like yeah, it's it sounds interesting. I'm not gonna lie, you know. I, I, for some, I the, it's weird that like that like <laughs> gamers now ha- like the gaming industry now has this hard on for Norse mythology. But I- I'm all for that. It's fucking cool. But it, well, I mean, hey, it's it, God of War. Yeah, where's your God like, of really War? Set that trend. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It, it could be cool, you know. I, I, like it, I, I just feel like I, I, I just feel like what more could they do with this franchise, you know? I clocked out of this franchise like my last one, the last Assassin's Creed that I played, like bought, and like you know fully was uh, Assassin's Creed Three, which is a long time ago. That was also my last Assassin's Creed game, and I never, I didn't even get to finish it because I just didn't like playing as uh, this guy's dad. No, my my brother, uh, my my brother got uh, Assassin's Creed Four at a point. He got a uh, Unity for the Xbox, and I, I've seen a few uh, of some of the gameplay from that. Like it, it, it just, yeah, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it doesn't really look that impressive. It looks fine, I guess. But this new from one, like, there, from, there's like, a lot of potential. You know, I, I really want to see where this yeah. next gen, where this next gen game lines up could go because, like, the last gen, like like this current gen, the PS4 and Xbox game lineup like it, i don't know if you remember but it was kind of lackluster you know call of duty ghost battlefield 4 like knack <laughs> like y- hey don't fuck with knack dude <laughs> people love that knack and like especially knack 2 apparently like people unironically love that remember game. rise that then that like that roman xbox game yeah you know yeah, the, the, I, I do. the launch titles for uh for that for for like this current gen weren't the greatest and hopefully uh we'll see something better this time around i'm i'm confident in saying that there will be better launch titles for this year at least for titles that i think are going to make it to the next gen like launch date by this year like games like cyberpunk and avengers i'm kind of hoping they're counted as next gen games by the time like the ps5 and the xbox series x actually come out maybe um in the time of the year so I'm hoping, you know, like I'm I'm counting that in there for right now, and I'm just praying that WB Montreal's <laughs> Batman game actually gets out and makes it in there. And who knows at this point? I don't know what else. Like I'm, there's it's it's really just the prospect of thinking about that. And then Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed looks interesting. Yeah. For and um, that's something I haven't really said in a long time now. Even though I've heard from fans like uh, Nico, another friend of the show. Uh, he told me he's a big Assassin's Creed fan. He he's played Odyssey and what was the other one? Origins. Uh, That's it was the Egypt one and the the Greek, the, the Greek one. Yeah. yeah, and apparently those are really good. And they changed up that whole system too. I think it's apparently more open world based. Yeah. But it's not like do these objections here and then you progress or something like that. Apparently it's you could kind of it's more freeform. From what I've heard, I mean, from I, I'm excited for this new next gen uh, version of the game because you know it, if it is, it, it looks like it is going to be a launch title for this uh, generation. 
Um, yeah. And I'm, I will probably eventually play it when I finally decide what I'm going to get. I still don't know if I want Xbox or PS4. I mean, Xbox or PS5, but hey, I might just say fuck it and just get a game PC and say fuck all that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, the PC Master Race. PC is, Master there's Race a reason why it's called that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I still want to get a either an Xbox or PlayStation because I I, I want to have a 4K player now. Well, I, I, I yeah, have a 4K I mean, player. <laughs> I, I'm still going to get like a. I, One of the I, two. I I have no money for a PC, but I'm definitely you know hoping I'm hoping for PS5 to kind of edge it out this time again. Hopefully, I have. You know, a, I'm hoping for Sony to edge it out again. Hopefully, I have a new gaming PC by. Uh, by but like before uh this next generation comes out maybe we'll see but the thing i've always been hey. like he- the thing i've kind of hesitated towards pc is just not like actually playing games on it but it's just like the level of exclusivity you know and how long it takes for some games to make it to pc where it's like what was it red dead took a year to go on pc i understand that or something like that i understand that but it's just there's so much more variety in pc because you could literally basically play everything. Most things, at least, you know? You can. You you, you can for, to an extent. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't like waiting. You know what yeah, I mean? I get that. You know, so like, it, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be nice to live in a world where economically I could get both. Remember when, Ar- but, remember when Arkham hey, Knight came out? Right now. That was like a mess on PC. The launch for Arkham Knight PC. I did hear, I, I did hear about that, yeah. yeah. Remember when Arkham Origins came out and that was already a mess? That was just a, that was just a mess for like, ah, uh, release. Like for all the launches, you know, like you know how bad it was for me. I never got to finish Arkham Origins because my game just went into a bug that never got updated, and it just it kept me stuck. Well, I don't there. know what game I haven't finished. <laughs> I was never able to get out of a room. <laughs> I don't know what game I haven't finished because it's broken. What? Jedi Fallen Order. Just haven't beat that. Oh seriously? Yeah, just haven't beat that. Still? Nope. Oh, that's bad, man. Those bugs re- they really got to step up their game on that. I'm pretty yeah, sure they no. made some updates now, but. They were I wouldn't bad. be surprised. I told you. It's just it's a broken game, like for the most part. Yeah, no. I, I told you the game is literally being made as it's like as as you're walking. Yeah, no, it's you it's know crazy. But um Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 very excited for these two things. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a lot more to talk about regarding next gen next Oh yeah, week. definitely. Uh, I couldn't be more excited but, for yeah. just everything involving next gen. Uh what else we got? You know what I'm also very excited about. And you know, say what you will about the talent, but I don't give a fuck. I can't believe this is actually happening, and I can actually say these words uh, out of my mouth. But Hellraiser is oh, getting yeah. a fucking HBO series. Yeah, that's fucking metal. <laughs> for like that's, two years from now. That's supremely fucking metal. And if I if I would want a good fucking horror TV show, uh, it'd be on HBO and it'd be Hellraiser. <laughs> Here's the fucking thing, though. There is a it. This pow. It's a powerhouse. Fucking Dave like, Bruckner trio dude. of. No, no, no. That's the movie. That's David Bruckner right. is directing the that's movie, right, that's right, that's right. which is apparently related to this as well. But here's it's a fucking stacked house of horror talent. So David Gordon Green is directing some of the episodes um, uh, I, and writing. I'm it. excited, but also a little iffy because David Gordon Green is a little but, mystery. Not for me, yeah. though. I fucking love that shit. But Michael Daltrey yes. is also attached as a writer. And that's fucking awesome yeah, that's to me because I adore Krampus. I love Trick or Treat. Say what you will about Godzilla, but I don't give a fuck. I I really like that Godzilla movie fucking as well. sucks, but I'm, Trick or Treat and Krampus, I love it. Krampus is fucking fantastic. Krampus is so much fun, so and that's great. a movie that gets so it's so underrated. Oh, definitely. Like I think more so than fucking Trick or Treat at this point. In yeah, life. honestly, I I, I then, can agree. 
Yeah, and then you have Mark Verheiden, who worked on Battlestar Galactica, Ash vs. Evil Dead, and the Swamp Thing TV show. And immediately, I'm praying that this does not get canceled. No, yeah. Because I want this show to succeed. This honestly seems like a surefire hit. It, it could, I hope so. It, it really could you know? be. It really could be something that that could catch on and be very popular, especially if they take it like uh, if they just want to do like maybe like a little mini series. Like not it, the the way the way I've heard is it's very much an anthology focused. Oh, which has kind of been always a yeah, nice. which I've always which has always kind of been the case for a lot of Hellraiser stories. I really need a rematch. Not really. Hellraiser. None of them really like follow anything. They're kind of everything's kind of very different. Each one as it goes along. Yeah, I really need to watch it. Yeah, they're not really related to each other. Yeah, I I mean, I've only seen one and three. I've heard the rest are... Well, I've heard two is good, too, but I've heard uh, everything else is trash except for that. (laughs) Except kind of for that other one that came out. The fifth one? Like two one? No, no, like two years ago, there was one that went to DirecTV, but I heard that that one was interesting. No, that's nine oh. or something oh, like that. They, they. That's I think they've gotten that. into double digits at this point. <laughs> Pinhead's been in space. He's been in hell multiple times. He went into a fucking cyberdome. He went inside of a computer. They did. They did Scooby Doo uh, Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> Cyber in, Sleuth in, for what? one of the oh, yeah <laughs> for one of the Hellraiser movies. And I think that one was directed by Scott Derrickson. Interesting. Funny enough. Interesting. Yeah. It, um, or he directed the one in space. I can't remember. But anyway. I'm excited because I want fresh and wealthy talent on a property like Hellraiser because it feels like something that could be... I've said it many times before, but it's this gothic Tim Burton BDSM... Sadomasochist, like... Like, yeah, sadomasochist theme park that you could do so many fucking crazy... No, it, it's absolutely on, horrifying. You know what I mean? It's absolutely grotesque. Yeah. And like, I, I, feel, I, I would love to do that. <laughs> I, yeah. I would love to make something fucking insane like Hellraiser. Uh, uh, man horror horror and television are having a ball right now i'm very happy there there hasn't like like i haven't seen something i haven't seen something like so fantastic from a horror television show like um in a while even though the haunting of the house was really good uh but i I, have you seen ash versus evil dead i want i want to see something more metal i haven't seen ash versus evil dead and i really do want to watch that eventually that's a very fun show i've heard i've heard and um I'm I'm and Creep Show is actually doing reruns on AMC starting tomorrow, so I'm actually I'm gonna record them and watch them. You're in the, no, I'm I'm gonna start them tomorrow. Oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna start them tomorrow, even though they're probably gonna be edited out for content. But I, I apparently AMC that's not the case with them anymore. At least when it comes to prime time. Yeah, fuck AMC. Because <laughs> I watch I watch episodes of Better Call Saul and they say fuck openly, like nothing. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know like, what oh, the new rules fun. are. Um, I think it's like. Okay, so like the FCC doesn't regulate cable, right? It does. It doesn't regulate cable television, but they, they, they just have a list of standards and practices where you know they don't really do, with some exceptions like IFC, they don't really cut content. Love IFC. Yeah, or edit content. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of cable networks do like cut and like change content, but like that's it's the, it it depends on the time of day. Yeah. Like at midnight and like the late, you know. Uh, they call it the safe harbor hours. That's a term that they use in radio. But they use it. It also applies here for. Cable I've always, television. I've always. Known um, that some as of them like, just have unedited stuff. I've always known that as like the Adult Swim hours. Yeah, like Adult Swim still has stuff censored, but you have things like FX or AMC Now and um, and Comedy Central, where they have a bunch of uncensored shit. Yeah. Come like nighttime, come like 10 p.m. onward or midnight. Yeah, 
And I, I think that's always been the case. That's been the case recently, as of, like, recent mm. years. Or, you know, from my understanding, from what I've seen, personally. It could have been longer, but I don't know. But, yeah, I'm very excited for Hellraiser. How fucking weird is it that HBO is slowly becoming the genre network? No, yeah, with, like, Watchmen. With Parasite, with this, Last of Us, Watchmen. That Parasite. Justice League Dark, technically. <laughs> that Parasite yeah. show is is still, is not really something I'm, I'm excited about. <laughs> neither am i but even though and this is also hbo max but like that justice league dark tv show just like dark fucking dark could be great but again it could go either or depends how they handle it and i think it could also stuff like uh if they get colin farrell for john constantine because that's such a it should be but it could also be matt ryan too which i also love yeah that's a good choice too yeah yeah i mean yeah but matt ryan is like it is just like the most like well-loved comic book actor he gets no criticism at yes. all. Everyone just agrees Matt Ryan's awesome. You know, he, no, because he's just he is perfect he, at constant. He gives off like such <laughs> yeah. a Doctor Who vibe. I think I he was you, on Doctor Who actually. I think he was on Doctor Who actually for a while. That makes sense. Be, you know, funny thing, he was uh, he was the main assassin in Black Flag, in Black and I think Red that's what got him the job for Constantine. Here's the thing, though. And I and I, I want this to be more of a campaign, more so for uh for other more so than John Constantine, but they need to get uh this guy back. I think his name is Clay Mears or Jason Mears. They need to get him back as Swamp Thing, cause his Swamp Thing that Swamp Thing costume is really really yeah, good. Yeah, I was gonna ask. And he's an awesome <laughs> creature feature actor. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Or they get like Greg Nicotero on it. Yeah, I mean, I think Greg Nicotero could work on the makeups and stuff like that. But like the 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 actor himself who played Swamp Thing was so cool, and he was so cool, and he was so fun. He's also the same guy who played uh, the leper from It and Jason from the Friday the Thirteenth re- uh, remake. Mm, okay, okay. Is he yeah. a wrestler? <laughs> no, no, he's just very tall and bald. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's no, cool. The, the wrestler, the wrestler serial killer is from Halloween too. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Kane Halloween. from fucking See No Evil. See No Evil is such a great uh, guilty pleasure. I've never seen it, but I've, I've heard good things. See No Evil came out around the time where I was like really into WWE. So I was like seven. came out in 2006. Man, you want to talk about and underrated indies. Fucking WWE Films is more like that than A24 now. <laughs> yeah, WWE Films is fucking... It's weird. It's, it's weird the kind of movies they make. And some of them are actually good. Which surprises oh, me. I'm gonna put. I'm just gonna pull out. Uh, just gonna pull out a list of WWE studios. There's they made fighting. Scorpion King. <laughs> That's good. I do like that one. They made the Marine, fighting with my family. Rounds. Twelve rounds. I kind of like actually. <laughs> Unironically. <laughs> Both the Marine and Twelve Rounds. I have. They're, they're like <laughs> nostalgic movies for me. They're really bad, but they're great. See No Evil one and two. Then um, oh my god, what else? I'm blanking out on other ones right now. The Marine Six. Yeah, they made a lot <laughs> of Marines. Starring the Miz. Yeah, no, the Miz was like the franchise lead of that movie. After what was it? Owen Wilson starred in that movie in the first one. They also they also made that Birth of the Dragon movie, the the Bruce Lee one. Oh, that was in conjunction with them because I know that was a Blumhouse production. I didn't know they co-produced I, that. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, no, I heard that one's not good, but the there's some good movie. ones there. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's Scooby Doo versus the uh, John Cena or something like that. It's a, it's it's an animated movie. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, that's that's a funny one. Rey Mysterio fought Shaggy, I think, and uh, I don't hear from Rey Mysterio anymore. I, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, 
Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. He used to be my favorite. Uh, he used to be, I was about to say rapper. He used to be my favorite wrestler. <laughs> I mean, Boyaka does have bars, dude. That song. Boyaka, Boyaka. Boyaka, Boyaka. That song does go hard anytime. He may Boyaka, be. Boyaka. <laughs> he may not be good anymore, you know, performing, but that, that entrance is still one of the best. No, yeah. Rey Mysterio is one of my favorite, like, performers in all of WWE. I need to nice. actually. I gotta talk to you about how weirdly meta WrestleMania got, but that I, we could leave that for later, maybe um, outside uh, off when we're off air. But yeah, <laughs> Hellraiser sounds cool, and you know what also sounds cool? Lovecraft count, uh, Country, the new That's... HBO sci-fi series coming out in August. It look, it looks great, and Jesus Christ, uh, what's her name? Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett Bell. Yeah, Black Journey Canary Smollett from Birds of Prey. Lover. Lover, lover, lover. She's so fun. I'm the uh, stacked cast too. Her, Michael oh, yeah. K. Williams, who is in every show. Like, he, um, no, he he's like he, he's like one of those uh, one of those actors that you get to film every pilot. He's kind of like <laughs> he's he's like the Sam Jackson of TV now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. He, he's everywhere. Uh, Michael K. Michael K. Williams. He he's just in every HBO show. Like he was in Boardwalk Empire, The Night of when they see. Well, not when they see us in Netflix, but he was also like in The Sopranos. He was in that Sopranos. Probably, I'm sure he probably was in True Blood at some point. Maybe, maybe Entourage. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh God, there's other shows I'm thinking of too. HBO sticks close together. I think he was in True Detective as well, if I'm not mistaken. But I was I, he? I might be. Probably season three? He was in Inherent Vice. Remember that? He was in Inherent Vice, yes. I do remember his role because it was so... It, it's so funny because he's the type of actor when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, wait, what the fuck is Michael K. Williams doing here? Michael I'm, K. I'm Williams, having a yeah, fun time. This he's is awesome. too great. He's too great. He, he really is like he really is an, uh, one of those actors that really lifts up the ensemble, even though yeah. the movie's bad. Man, uh, I'm 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 kind of, I'm actually kind of excited about this. It's executive to produced by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams, but um, a uh, uh, black man going into going to find his father. It was uh, social injustice and horror goes goes hand in hand. Yeah, sounds like Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's trying to find his father, and the place is also a actual Lovecraft County, <laughs> according to the it, people it, in the it, show. Yeah, it's a yeah. Imagine imagine just walking into like like uh, <laughs> walking into Silent the spare. <laughs> imagine walking Silent Silent Hill, but just fucking Lovecraftian cosmic horror shit. Yeah, the the effects kind of look good from the teaser trailer, I, at least from that one monster. Uh, I I I I just really want to see like a, a Lovecraft production that like really just goes ham. On the like practical effects, you know. Yeah, I mean, this but is Mandy based. Did it. Mandy Man- did it really well. Mandy did it. Color out of space. Color out of space really went far with the practical effects. Actually, still gonna watch that. Yeah, still gonna finish that. This isn't based on any actual uh, pre-existing Lovecraft stuff. This is based off a book of the same name that came out like the novel came out a couple years ago, and they re- they adapted the TV now. Uh, oh my god, I was blanking on who else was in the show. Watch um, it's like it's like, it's like the Stephen it's like the Stephen uh the Stephen King show, uh Castle Rock yeah it's like it's kind of like Castle Rock Castle Rock for Lovecraft yeah Castle yeah. Rock for Lovecraft uh oh my god I'm blanking on his name he played uh uh Johnny Cochran in um plays, in American Crime Story he played Johnny Cochran in American Crime Story Courtney oh, B Vance Courtney oh. B Vance he's also in the show too mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah no th- this looks fun it comes out in April in August. And 
I think it's really the only big show that I'm... Oh, no, it's not. It's There's another show on HBO that I'm also really excited about that's going to come out soon, which is that um, Mark Ruffalo, Derek Saint-France TV show where he plays twins. Where he plays twins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know this much Mark is Ruffalo true. is another HBO actor. <laughs> what else has he been in? He he was in... Uh, the Remember The Normal Heart? Oh, he was, but that was years ago. I can't remember yeah, that was a while ago. Um... Sure he's been in more. Like when we talk about the when we talk about the HBO players of the week, it's like it's Michael K, it's Bill Camp, it's uh, Shea Wiggum. Uh, who else? He's now in this Parasite show. <laughs> Parasite. No, apparently that's a rumor still. I don't know if that's confirmed yet. Well, apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, who else? <laughs> no, Eddie Falco's not in HBO shows anymore. Jody Hill for some reason, but even though he works in the comedies as well. And but yeah, it's there is definitely a set of players that are in for every show, in that in in on HBO. Yeah. Trying to remember what, uh, but yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. What is it I have here? Uh, quick Oscars update because that's still going to be a thing come next year, hopefully. Um, they're changing the rules for next year's awards ceremony, which is uh, VOD titles are going to be eligible for uh, awards. Which would be which, on I I kind of forgot that that was a thing beforehand. That was never a thing. The VOD what? titles never really get any recognition. Yeah, it, now, it has uh, to be, be now, it has to be like screened in a theater. It has to now, have distribution. Uh, get the Gringo, get the Gringo two starring uh, John John Van Damme. No, no, uh, it's get the Gringo we'll two produced by WWE Films starring Triple H. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, Stephanie McMahon is the Mexican. Um, Triple H is the gringo. He plays, he plays a Mexican. Yeah. It's, Stephanie, it's, 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 it's Stephanie has to catch a, a Triple H. Caricature. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Vince, Mc, Vince McMahon looks like the kind of person to vote for Trump. Well, I, I think he, I think he's actually a, a huge Trump supporter, apparently. Aren't they friends? I, remember. I think they are. Yeah. Remember I the think WWE, they are. Remember the WWE uh, thing? Where Trump was like someone in WWE. <laughs> oh yeah, he fought Vince McMahon in a promo. Yeah, I do remember that. He didn't fight Vince McMahon. He uh, he he, they he, had to he, pick he a took him down. Yeah, he Ezra yeah. Millered him. <laughs> and they did, <laughs> and then they shaved his head. <laughs> Vince yeah. McMahon's head. You know my favorite Vince clip actually is when he's uh they do that Steve Austin bit. I don't know if you ever seen it, but uh Vince is injured from a Steve Austin fight. And Steve Austin is actually the doctor in, in Vince's office, and he grabs a metal plate and bashes it over Vince's screaming face, and he knocks him out <laughs> unconsciously. The, I, I searched up Vince McMahon on YouTube, and the first thing that pops up, Vince McMahon says the N-word. Nope, that is true, too. We have talked about this. I feel it's fucking weird, man. Vince McMahon is just coked out all the time. You know, it's weird, because it's like, yeah, and I and he's obviously, he's an intimidating dude. Huh? <laughs> he's an intimidating dude. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I I was listening to Chris Jericho has a podcast, which I didn't know existed until like a few weeks ago. But he was interviewing people from WWE who, you know, for the most part, I think all of them or the people he, most of the people he's interviewed at this point have all gone into AEW. And he talked to like Jim Ross. He talked to uh, Brody Lee, who was Luke Harper back then. He talks to like uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, I think, or he talked to Matt Hardy recently. Actually. Steve Austin has a podcast. Steve Austin has a podcast, but I, I, I haven't gotten the chance to listen to it. But every single person he talks to from the wrestling crowd always talks about like they talk about how Vince is a like 
is a is a quarter like a literal quarter he has a heads and he has a tails in terms of like a human personality where he could be very kind and very care uh caring in some aspects but he could also be the huge the hugest piece of shit in, in some in some aspects their stories were like new wrestlers get in get uh, get in they get their contracts jim ross was talking about this one specifically where he mentions to them well, no matter what you do do not go in and talk to vince while he's eating he will he will not listen and he will go fucking berserk <laughs> and that's like a common rule in the wwe workplace never talk to vince mcmahon when he eats there was the it was a funny man. yeah no it was a funny it was a funny little anecdote he talks about uh, jim ross talks about where it's like hey i got an idea for a promo uh I'm, uh and he talks to like vince's assistant has he finished eating yeah okay i'm gonna wait five minutes i'm gonna go to the bathroom tell him i'm going to the bathroom actually it's <laughs> like I, I and he's like i always wait a few more minutes just in case because i don't want to fuck up <laughs> you know? imagine getting a wwe star on the podcast <laughs> that'd be fun god <laughs> oh man there's been there there were some potential stars that went through some really weird shit and they did not go through completely do me a WWE favor subculture is insane do, do me a favor google um you could save this for later but uh google lars son of uh, sullivan lars like Lars von trier and then the word sullivan uh-huh. yeah look him up afterwards and watch the i, I i'm i'm curious to see <laughs> what you think of the wild story that goes in for one of the people that he was like Vince was grooming to be the, one of the big faces of the company and how that turned out to be not not the case at all but yeah i think what were we talking about oh yeah oscars that's right <laughs> vod titles um we start are being about eligible. Get Gringo, the WWE studios. yeah yeah that's what it was yeah <laughs> i went into a huge yeah. vince mcmahon tangent um he, yeah vod titles are being eligible that makes a lot of sense <laughs> right now that's nice I hope that could actually stay. Apparently, yeah. and and sound mixing and sound editing have been morphed into one category now, leaving room for one more category to be shown at the Oscars. And people are campaigning, "Hey, why don't we finally do best stunts for once, man?" <laughs> best best stunts. What best stunts is, is an Oscar that needs to happen. Yeah, like this. And now they have a slot. People literally for it. risking their lives. Yeah, now they have a slot for it. They have no reason to fuck that up. They have no, no yeah, reason no, no, to fuck no. that up, even though they can easily fuck it up, being you know the Academy Award awards. <laughs> Do did you remember best? Um, uh, was it best popular, popular Oscar? Film? Yeah, <laughs> best popular film. Oh man! So just like what the be- best uh, best box office is basically yeah. what that is. Yeah, so just uh, give uh, it to Disney films. Fuck it. Yeah, like every year. That's so stupid. Exactly. No, man. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait for that to come back next year. Um, I I, I meant a, that sarcastic. Are there any? Are there any more films coming out? <laughs> uh, I forgot what else. Well, got. Ima- imagine Wonder, it, imagine Woman, the- Wonder Woman's still in August, but that's not an Oscar oh, yeah, film. Well, who oh, knows? Yeah, the, that's the Oscar contender. <laughs> that's the Oscar <laughs> contender. Wonder Woman 1984, because Fast Nine is uh, gone right now, but it'll come back. <laughs> it'll come back. Uh, Mulan's supposed. I think Mulan's November. Do you think Mulan's actually going to be? No, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just thinking of movies right now. But... <laughs> I, I, if I, if there's any movie, if there's any Oscar cont- Beatty movie that I think would actually have a shot, it could probably be the French Dispatch because that's still in line to come out in the fall. Wes Anderson's next film, Dune is also a possible one. Yeah, but they always hate Denny. <laughs> Antoinette, Tenet, 
Tenet, <laughs> yeah, which is still coming out in July, according to yeah, Christopher whatever, Nolan. Whatever that ends up being, <laughs> we all watch. We all watch Tenet on our, on our 3ds's. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. Christopher Nolan is going to kill the coronavirus just so his movie can come out in July, and it's, it's the only movie that's playing. Yeah, no, uh, literally this year, the only movies I'm excited about are like Denis Villeneuve movie. <laughs> it's doing internet. That's I'm, I'm excited for Wes year. Anderson. You know oh, the yeah, good thing. The good. Sandy. The good thing about this quarantine is that you have a deeper appreciation for the films coming out this year that are going to be criminally underseen, whether you know they're going to be in theaters or not. Like some of those South by Southwest titles, I'm very happy that they got the exposure that they got. Particularly one yeah. I'm going to talk about later. Where it's like, I'm happy I got to see this and I got to, you know, I, 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 I get to think about this as the year goes on, you know, in terms I, of, you know, what was some of the best movies of this year. Now that we're actually talking about, like, movies in just in general, I decided, yeah. like, every, every, uh, well, every day in May, I'm going to be watching a different movie and recommending it on the, uh, on, uh, the Instagram. And I've been on that, um, fucking the last one i put down was uh before the devil knows you're dead which i already talked about here on the show yeah and uh yeah i've just been trying to do like a little experiment trying to see if i can if i can stick to it for the rest of the month trolls world uh, tour here we go <laughs> trolls world tour yeah that's gonna be my next recommendation that's gonna be best picture what are you talking about Oh, yeah, I mean, probably right. Yeah, AMC and Regal seem to think so because they what about, fucking uh, they they hate Universal now for you know trying to make money. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. I, I find <laughs> it, it really dumb. Petty. It just seemed petty. So okay, it yeah, just seems like someone someone in the studio was just like, eh, let, let's let, let's mention that for a quick second for those of you for the, uh, people who um, don't know. But yeah, AMC and Regal theaters have joined together, and they're kind of like they're they're protesting Universal Pictures now because they've been putting out their titles for VOD, and um, to be rented out during the middle of this quarantine because you know they they have to make money somehow, and their biggest temple I, I'd say arguably their biggest temple film isn't even going to be coming out this year in the form of Fast Nine, so they have to make money somehow when their theme parks are we closed. Still and, you know, they still got time for movies out there. Yeah, we still got it. We still got there. Um, and, you know, the theater chains are getting... They they just said they had it, and they're not going to be showing any more Universal movies anymore, which sounds stupid to be honest. Sounds petty. It, it's not, sounds it, petty. <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, I kind of get it, because obviously theater chains are definitely suffering right now during this whole pandemic, but yeah. you're kind of, like, shooting yourself with, like, on the foot. You know what I mean? You're... Uh, because you have, you, you just have one of the bigger, one of the biggest movie studios out there still uh, to this day. You're not you're just you're just not going to show their movies. You know what the you know what was one of the biggest uh, highest grossing films this year before this pandemic hit it was the Blumhouse movie and with Invisible Man. And guess where that comes from? Universal. Like you're yeah. you're gonna be lo- you're really gonna lose you're gonna really try to lose money over shit like that. Come next year, I, if you're still thinking the same way, you know how you're gonna, you know how theater chains are literally going to die just because they don't have Fast Nine being shown. I mean, could be uh, I, I mean, like they also could be like looking into the lens of like these films are already out there, and like why are we gonna waste screenings for movies that like could already be watched on like you know at home? Yeah, that it's just be, like, that could be the reasoning, but like then again, like 
it does give less it, it, it gives less of a reason for people to go to the theaters because like, some people like actually go on to, to watch Fast and Furious yeah or you know a lot of people again like you said were watching uh, The Invisible Man you know it's uh, there still is that demand for the theater experience but like just the way things are right now it's you know it, it's going to be harder to go to the theater I don't know when the next time I'm going when's the next time we're going to be in a movie theater you know it's probably going to be yeah. months it's and I'm, yeah. I I think it will probably be It'll take a while. It's going to definitely be a while, and I think personally, I think everything's going to really be drastically different going forward once this whole pandemic is over. You know, at least in theater chains, I think less people are just going to probably go. Like in general, you know, yeah, except, I, with the exception I, of event films, I think it's just going to get worse for theater chains. And I can understand them getting upset and you know studios breaking release windows just to make money, but like. If you can't see your movie in a theater, it makes sense if you're going to, you know, to just watch it in the comfort of your home for like $20. And apparently Dude, it's, just... it's led to Universal to have a lot of success because apparently apparently Trolls World Tour made more money than the entire gross of the first film, which apparently was a lot of money, you know, and that's, that's like weird. their second, that's their second like Despicable Me type of franchise that's in terms of kids and mar- mer- uh, merchandising, you know. That's Arguably, I think the other thing that doesn't get reported, obviously, is I think that movie got pirated to shit as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, all the movies that have been going out the streaming, personally, I think I mean, that I think that got like pirated to shit too. But I, I mean, it, I I'm mean, happy we, that we, it's making a profit at least. With with, with streaming, uh, like with streaming, like yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get immediately pirated, but there's less incentive to pirate because it's made accessible, you know. Yeah, that's know, why people need. That's why that's why movies need. To, that, that's why like movies should be, should be, uh, sh- sh- should be more accessible to streaming. You know, you're gonna be making more money. But then again, there's the argument. I just want. I want to go to the theater. You know, and I want. I, I want to see it in full screen. Like Dune. I want. I want to see that in the theater. Dune. Yeah, Dune like is that's a perfect the experience. theater experience. You know. Yeah. And I and it it sucks that I probably won't be. I I, I don't know what's gonna happen by December. You know. But I, I I really hope things like you know get better because I really wanted to see the, see these movies in theaters, and I don't want to be watching the movie with a fucking mask on the entire time. Well, I mean, you know? in in the case, you know, it's most like likely it was going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, didn't you hear that some of those tweets? I don't know if they were real or not, but um, some theater chains were or some theaters across the country were making guidelines to kind of like put plexiglass around you in your seat. So like nobody like spits on you or some shit like that, which makes me think like it gives a deeper incentive for somebody to just spit on your fucking plexiglass while you're watching a movie, because people are dicks, you know. But hey, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I just hope, I, I hope all this gets you know solved sooner rather than later. I think with, I, I think if in the possibility that you know the thing is going to take longer than we think, you know those movies are just going to get pushed back. And we're just going to be having a weird, like, at least in terms of live action media, I think we're going to have like a bit of a drought for a while. And we're just going to, we're already kind of experiencing, we're experiencing that right now with network television. We're definitely going to, I think we're going to be feeling that for a while, you know? And in terms of movies, yeah, probably, you know? Sucks, but uh, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? Die? No. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That, that's, it's as simple as that, you know? I need to see Dune now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that kind of takes care of some of the news. Um, 
Let's, let's, let's Again, get there's into not that much news, you know. There's not much I know, but there was there was some stuff we we had to talk about that I I felt like you know it was it was too big to not you know to to get ignored. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what have you been watching, watching recently? Oh, okay. no, you go ahead. <laughs> hey, like, sure. hey, most of what I've been watching is already on the Instagram, so. Oh, okay, but anything you want to talk about specifically or no? Uh, just been playing more Call of Duty. Um, I, I there's a few things on the watch list that I, I wanna I wanna get off uh soon, but other than that, there's not not much not much else. Uh, I've been just falling into some YouTube rabbit holes. Uh, specifically, Wings of Redemption, which is my favorite like YouTube case study. <laughs> it's not a real case study. Wings of Redemption is one of like the OG Call of Duty YouTubers, and uh. he's a streamer now. And basically, he's like one of the most ridiculed streamers, and it's like hilarious his entire thing. If you really want to fall into a rabbit hole, just search up Wings of Redemption on YouTube, and you're gonna find fucking so many troll channels dedicated to just making his life a living hell. He was on. Uh, he w- he used to be on the PKA podcast. You remember that? Yeah, I do actually. With, Woody, with Woody's gamer tag and FPS Kyle, who yeah, FPS Russia, um, yeah, uh, I, I've been on that. I've been listening to a lot of uh, PKA. In fact, been listening to a lot of PKA. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's kind of what I've been into. What have you been watching? Uh, I've also been in a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole as well. I got in. I had to do this for an assignment, but there was a show that I caught up uh, that I watched that I was actually pretty interested in. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Abstract: The Art of Design that they 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 basically linked the whole uh, first season. They they dropped the whole first season to watch for free on YouTube, and there was this one episode that I saw focused on a illustrator for the New Yorker called Christoph Niemann, and I just found it really interesting watching an artist at work. And talking about his methods and the various ways you could interpret, you know, how to create art, and like the level. There was this interesting little um, thing he brings up about. He calls it the abstract uh, spectrum, where you you would have a design, and there are two ends where it could go. On the far left, your thing can be too realistic. So say, like, taking for an example, a heart. You know, an actual human heart, drawn in like, you know, drawn like an actual human heart. Um, would be considered too realistic, and then the right spectrum, the right far side of the spectrum, would be uh, too abstract, which is literally uh, a, a red square and like little vibration, like um, uh, like squiggly things on the sides, you know, on the okay. corners. And then the middle, he talks about finding the perfect balance between you know reality and abstract, and that's the basically what's the heart emoji, you know, just a little cartoon heart. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I went into that for a little bit, and those were interesting. I got into okay. I guess I guess I could talk about wrestling for a second. I got into a <laughs> might as I got, well might as well because I've been watching Dark Side of the Ring, the the <laughs> I was gonna say true crime wrestling show, the the Jesus. the documentary series where they talk about a bunch of crazy events in wrestling history. Then I got into like wrestling conspiracy youtubes oh, <laughs> youtube Christ. videos is that your rabbit hole right now they were n- not exactly i got into some of them where it's like okay this sounds like obvious bullshit but then i got into some the majority of my of that rabbit hole consisted of videos of people being interviewed from the wrestling industry talking about like you know a bunch of stories a, a bunch of insider information you know, and I just found it super fascinating. So, like, I mentioned Jim Ross. Do you know, do you remember who Jim Ross was? 
or is he still alive? Jim Ross. Jim Ross. He Jim was Ross. a he was an announcer for WWE. He had the black hat, the big black cowboy hat. Of course, of course. Yes, Jr. Jim Ross. <laughs> so, like for some reason, I, I I don't remember how I found out, but I found out that like before he went into AEW as a commentator, he got fired from WWE. And I was really interested to see why. And it, this is some shit that I missed apparently while I was actually getting into wrestling the first time around. I would watch. I, I watched this video of him. This like there's actual footage out there of him uh, for the reason why he gets fired. And it was like he was promoting a um, uh, some sort of. He was doing a panel, you know, promoting one of the WWE 2K games. I think it was like 2K15 or 2K16. And in attendance was um, uh, um, um, Ric Flair. In atten- okay. He was in attendance, and he was with him. And, like, it was apparently, like, a, just, a, just a really bad case of controlling, you know, the panel. Because he was drunk. He was kind of, like, he kind of had it. He was Ric Flair? Or both. Both. Okay, okay. Both. JR okay. was drunk, and... But Ric Flair was tired and drunk. <laughs> but Ric Flair was was depressed and drunk because mm-hmm. that same panel happened the day his son killed himself. From Jesus well, no, the, say, the sorry, no, I, 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 I let me correct myself here. The he he OD'd. His son OD'd. It was the Jesus same day. Fucking Christ, dude! And you just have this really, really fucking crazy thing where like he is Ric Flair is letting his heart out. And he's going fucking mad, like. As he's drinking, and Jr. is like kind of trying to control the scenario, but he's drunk as fuck too, so like it's kind of hard for everybody. And apparently, like he got fired from that, and that shit was crazy. And I was just seeing like him getting interviewed on stuff like I think it wasn't Howard Stern, but I think it was like I think it was also Chris Jericho's podcast or another wrestling talk show. And it's just like this shit is fucking wild. Some of the stuff that happens, and it's just like you you can't control them, obviously. And it's just so sad to see. Surprised I haven't the Ric Flair about that. thing. I didn't even know about. I didn't even know he had a son because his daughter wrestles for the WWE right now. I Charlotte that, Flair. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. wrestles right now. I didn't even know he had a son. Let alone he died. That's, That's fucking terrible. crazy. That's apparently Jr.'s wife died. Like she was killed. Jesus. Recently, in recent years, and he went through a huge fucking depression too. Like poor, I feel bad for that man, dude. He's a he is a fantastic t- storyteller and a great commentator. No, he's and a he's great, probably yeah, a he's really a really announcer, kind yeah. person. But he went through some shit, dude. Like he has his new uh, autobiography out, uh, his second book, his second autobiography out, and like it, it, it's talking about the stuff that you know, like when his wife died, when he got fired, when he was going through like some of the shit that he he fucking got so heated with Vince McMahon over there was apparently he was having problems with um can't remember the exact forgive me for how I'm gonna say it but like I, I don't remember the exact condition he had but he was having problems with it, it, it with his ass like he was having he um <laughs> God. I can't remember I, I don't remember the actual term for it but he was it, going to the doctor he was having he, he wasn't doing well and he gets a call from his wife like a few hours after surgery he had to go to surgery. He had to miss a uh, taping of Raw or some shit like that. And he gets a call from his wife crying. And he's like, honey, what the fuck is... What, what's going on? What's happened? And he finds out that Vince does 
a promo, like the top promo that they leave at the end of the show. I think that's what they. I think that's what the, the the term is in wrestling talk. But the 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 highlight to- promo at the end of the show was this some wrestler pulling stuff out of somebody's ass, and the last thing they pull out is a picture of Jim Ross. And he finds out, like, the day after, like, in his DVR, watching Raw, and he's like, what the fuck is up with this asshole? That's crazy. There's nutty-ass stories going on with that. And then there's, I, like... Just everything involving pro wrestling is so it's crazy, shady. And, like, it's such a weird subculture that, like, I, I feel like <laughs> is the kind of movie that I would want to see involved with WWE. Oh, no, I feel like the real-life story of WWE superstars is such a fascinating film to make. Super like interesting, they're, yeah. They're, for some of them, they, it seems like it's a fucking... It, some of them are literal tragedies, and some of them seem like it's a fucking crazy wild ride. You know, like, there's... In, uh, I, I won't get it... I, I Let's... Let's make a promise here, live right now. Okay. I want you. I want you to research Lars Sullivan, so we can talk about that in the podcast next week. Lars, because okay. that's one of the that's one of the most wild fucking stories to have come out from the uh, from the from I've the seen corporation in recent like years. This is like new too. It's crazy. Um, there's stuff like that, and then there's like stuff that I find really interesting and fascinating from a performance standpoint. So you, do you know you know Bray Wyatt? I've talked to you about him before, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had a match recently at Res- uh, WrestleMania 32, something like that. You know, this year. And since you're going to do a WrestleMania where you're not going to do it in front of people, you might as well do something interesting. So I don't know if you've heard about these pre-taped um, wrestling uh, re- like matches, the like the the cinematic matches is what they're calling it online sure. i don't know if you heard about sure. that with uh, undertaker and aj styles being one of them uh and the 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 other one being bray wyatt versus john cena and that was a big one because john cena and bray wyatt kind of had a bit of a rivalry like years ago the year i got into wrestling was the year that rivalry started and i followed okay. that shit up to wrestlemania of that year where the storyline kind of culminated with john winning and being the hero saving the day and, you know, like, Bray Wyatt, like, inching him closer to trying to, like, at least, from a performance standpoint, kill him <laughs> in front of everybody in the Jesus WrestleMania Christ. stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, the moment, it's funny when you see it out of context, but it's actually pretty cool, where he's, like, Bray Wyatt's on his knees, he has his arms up, he's like, finish me! Do it! Kill me! And, he, like, so like John, John is looking so serious and so, like, He's trying not to laugh, but he's looking like a fucking pancake holding his black chair, <laughs> this black Jesus. fold-up chair. It, it's kind of funny. And it's kind of cool. It's very cheesy, but hey, that's wrestling. But here comes this match, right? And the build-up where Bray Wyatt, like the storyline they kind of painted for it is that Bray Wyatt was never the same after that WrestleMania match years ago. I think it was like five years ago. Yeah, come to think of it. Like he was never the same. He was popular but he was never really put in the right spotlight and then he like disappears for a few years and he comes back as the fiend also known as um just regular bray wyatt who he like he presents himself as like this this incredible hulk type monster this jekyll and hyde scenario where he's a mr rogers type um (laughs) 
<laughs> like psychopathic uh, children's show host. <laughs> But he Jesus. also turns into the fiend, which is this crazy, uh, yeah, the, the fiend, fiend the, this crazy, this crazy supernatural um, mankind kind of demon wrestler, you know. Jesus. And uh, funny enough, the the mask he, that was made for him was designed by Tom Savini, who's done the makeup uh, uh, and effects for um, the Friday the Thirteenth movies. But regard, uh, regardless, he ma- they set up this match to be a big ass deal, right? And they called it the Firefly Funhouse Match. I don't know how you could watch it. I suggest you do. I think well, you could find it on you could find it on demand. You could find it on YouTube. You could find it on the WWE Network if you have like a free trial for like What's a day it or some shit like that. The Firefly Funhouse Match. What results in the Firefly Funhouse Match is this re- really well edited, weird offshoot Twin Peaks parody. John Cena walking into the Firefly Fun, being summoned. Actually, he walks summoned, into the okay. the main ring. He walks into the main ring of the of the WrestleMania stage, and he just they edit him out of frame, and they place him into the Firefly Funhouse set, and it basically starts off like an episode of Twin, like the like it starts off like the season two finale of Twin Peaks. It's God. John Cena as Dale Cooper. Talking to these weird, waking up. <laughs> yeah, just waking up, talking to these weird um, uh, uh, puppet animals as he goes through this dark door to try to fight face Bray Wyatt, and what results is Bray Wyatt is totally in control of this new sphere of reality, and creates these scenarios where John Cena is pushed to his horrible breaking point, and f- try <laughs> and is forced to face the like. The, the criticisms that people have made of him for years. So, do you remember his debut when he when he slapped? <laughs> it's super fucking meta, especially towards the end. Do you remember his debut on um, on Raw where Kurt Angle calls out? He's like Kurt Angle comes to stage and he's like, "I'll challenge anybody who comes out of that uh, uh, out of that room right now." Then John Cena and, with tights. Yeah, it's John Cena with tights, and he's like ruthless aggression. They reenact that with Bray Wyatt. God. And he's and he just fails. Bray Wyatt, like John Cena, just tries to slap Bray Wyatt, but he can never actually get him because John, like Bray Wyatt, is like teleporting from side to side because he doesn't actually he because uh, he's in control and he's like fucking with John Cena's head. Then they go into this other reality, <laughs> basically, where it's a it's a vintage eighty set workout video. With Bray Wyatt and John what? Cena lifting weights, and that goes into a, a that's apparently a weird, funny. Um, this just sounds like an anecdote. No, it, it kind of does, but it, uh, apparently like it has weight to it. <laughs> yeah, it has weight to it apparently because there was like this weird background history with John Cena about him lifting a bunch of weights and shit. But I don't know exactly what it was because I was never able to get the actual research, uh, actual like you know info on that. But apparently that was super meta too. And then it goes into the last one. Or the second to last one. Which is super interesting. The next imagined scenario or imagined reality is Bray Wyatt as um, one of the one of the people on ECW or WCW. Whichever was the one competing against WWF at the time. Uh, and WCW I believe. I, I think it was WCW, yeah. He... Bray Wyatt is impersonating one of the people, one of the, you know, head commentators or, uh, 
faces of WCW introducing the newest heel into the roster. And it's clearly a parody of John Cena of uh, Hulk Hogan turning heel and leaving the WWF to join WCW. But it's John Cena at this point. And, it, <laughs> and people go fucking crazy because it's the closest, at least at this point currently, it's the closest the WWE has ever tried to make John Cena a heel. Ever. Because they've always made him into a babyface. And it's the shittiest thing because nobody, people got tired of it pretty fast over the years. And uh-huh. people just wanted him to actually, you know, turn heel or have something new with his character. So pe- people were losing it, their minds with that shit. And Vince McMahon makes a quick cameo in the form of a puppet. This was in re- this year's WrestleMania. This is the okay. final. No, this is the second to last match of WrestleMania. This fucking you think Twin Peaks before, episode. How long do you think before John Cena finally just says fuck WWE? He just completely gives up. Well, I mean, when he joined Fast 9, that's what I thought <laughs> immediately. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. It was yeah. that in, like, Suicide Squad. I'm like, oh, here's the next movie star. It took him a while. <laughs> but um, I-, I don't know. I-, I don't know. And it's super interesting how they leave it off because it's like they they do that. They 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 imagine where he's turned heel, and he's basically – he's def- I think it's clear to say that he's the Hulk Hogan of modern wrestling now, you know, of today. Speaking of which, there's a top of Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, with Chris Hemsworth. Still I'm, yeah. I'm still excited to see that, actually. Yeah, it's, I, but, I, I yeah. don't know what that's gonna be. We'll see. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. We're gonna see Hulk Hogan's dick, but regardless, yeah. um, there's a funny Vince McMahon cameo during that match where it's a evil Vince McMahon puppet with devil horns. He's like, "This is such good shit." <laughs> see, it's <laughs> it's what he says in the with middle the of that. Um, yeah, with his in the WCW segment, and. John Cena kind of snaps out of it, and then it goes back to that. It goes. They reenact that scene again from uh, the WrestleMania they had from five years ago. But John Cena actually gets pushed to the breaking point and attempts to kill Bray Wyatt, Jesus and he, Bray Wyatt succeeds. And in doing so, it unleashes the fiend version of Bray Wyatt that just beats the living so shit out of John Cena. <laughs> yeah, before he does the finishing move, though, and this is stated in the beginning of the of the of the match they do this awesome little uh, audio cue but they they leave it in such an awesome satisfying endpoint where the fiend is about to do uh his signature move and win the match but before that it just cl- closes in on z- on a zoom in of john cena's life and the fuck-ups he's made and this includes his divorce with Nikki Bella, by the way. <laughs> they they reference that in this match, and it's like that's wild, because that was real, and that was some sh- fucked up shit that apparently that so you know, fucking he went weird. through. Yeah, it's crazy. But as the match is about to end, it closes in on John Cena, and you just hear the words "the most overrated, overhyped, and over ta- uh, overpaid wrestler of all time." And then John Cena loses the match and gets his ass kicked. And then he gets fucking edited out of the dimension. Of the Firefly dimension. And that's the last we've seen of John Cena at this point. What the fuck? And it's so, it's so cool. <laughs> he didn't because, agree to any of that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 apparently they did. Yeah, this, no, Apparently obviously. this is the stuff that, like... No, apparently this is the stuff that John Cena's been wanting to do for a while. Change up okay. his character a lot. Which, uh, uh, according to, you know, who you asked, Vince McMahon has not been wanting to do. You know, because of merchandising uh, reasons. But... They finally do something interesting with John Cena that I haven't seen in a while, where they put him in a position where he is already, he's finally considered, at least in the storyline, a fucking hack and an overrated um, piece of shit. So now you're putting him in this spot where 
he knows that and he loses and he's become he's kind of like fallen to the dark side and whatever happens next with john cena could be something super interesting where he could actually finally turn heel and do something unique to the stuff that we've seen before compared to thugonomics or you know he could finally be like an evil <laughs> this character um, is really wild character yeah it's crazy i, I forgot about dr thugonomics before i even thought about john that. cena evil just sounds too weird for me but it's so cool it's so, it's something i've never thought would actually work and hey, it feels like something boy. that could be great yeah he's been the ultimate baby face and now they're putting him in a place where he probably might not be you know john cena also, was always under- like the generic disney super uh hero that's super yeah cool. like hero. it's like oh you know <laughs> it's like if mickey mouse you go from mickey mouse like everyday mickey mouse to kingdom hearts 2 mickey mouse <laughs> with the dark yeah. hood and the fucking edginess it it's like that it feels like that and i'm I, it, like it's shit like that that makes me really really excited and it makes me love the, the stuff that Bray Wyatt's been doing because it's been some of the... It's it's funny because he's one of those rare wrestlers that, you know, they get to... At least in WWE because AEW gives all the performers free reign to do whatever they want in terms of promos and, you know, creativity. They give him a lot of creative uh, creative freedom, especially in these recent months. And Bray Wyatt has just been one of the most talented, most, like, interesting wrestlers to have come out of the WWE or to come out of professional wrestling in years like he's one of my favorites, generally. I, he's definitely he is my favorite in WWE right now. But he's one of the most interesting voices in wrestling right now because there's such weird meta commentary when it comes to his stuff, and I find it so fun. But yeah, that's my wrestling talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm done now <laughs> with that. It's too in depth. <laughs> uh, for, oh, for it just, got weird, for just dude. Wrestling. <laughs> it got weird, man, with that match. That WrestleMania was pretty good too. Edge came back and he beat the shit out of. Uh, out of Randy Orton, there Jesus. was a there was a really weird thing in the middle of that match that I can't get into. But that was a that was an interesting thing. And the remember other the, video remember tape... when Edge fucked somebody in WWE? Oh, I, WWE. I no, I, I don't Did know. Did you remember this story. There, there was like a there was like this one time where like Edge and like his girlfriend at the time, I guess, like they had a bed in the middle of the ring, and then they had uh, air quotes live sex, <laughs> and there was a nipple slip. Oh man, this was a while ago too. That's crazy. It's been a while since I've had a nip slip on WWE. The last one I think was like Nikki Bella. And that was like back in like 2012, some shit like that. Been a while, yeah, apparently. It was a while ago. Yeah. No. Um. The other the other cinematic match was uh, AJ Styles with Undertaker, and it feels like that was a really good way to end Undertaker's storyline, like for good. Is he it, is he officially he, out? I I not yet, but I hope so. That final match was a nice little thing. The the cool thing about those cinematic matches is that you could do, you know, interesting visual um, narrative uh, things like the Bray Wyatt stuff, but you could also make it into, like, a really shitty D-grade movie, but in a fun wrestling way where, like, the, the, the it was a Boneyard match with Undertaker and AJ Styles, and it was basically, like, the end of a Jason Friday the 13th horror movie Jesus. where... Like Undertaker just keeps coming back, <laughs> and he try he just tries to bury this other kid, in AJ Styles, and it was actually pretty cool. It, it's funny because people, it was really interesting, and they said they're gonna do more of him, and one that everybody's been talking about because it's been such a fun, cool fan casting thing that they could do because they don't really have to have the ret- wrestlers actually fight or you know do stunts and stuff. You know, uh-huh. they could just make it into a visual fun like spectacle. And not actually have, like, 
you know, risk the in- risk injury for Undertaker <laughs> in a live match or some shit like that. But the one that everybody's been talking about is like they want Sting to come back and they want him to go against uh, Undertaker ah, for his Sting. final match, dude. But could you imagine though? I only ever got into Sting because of TNA. Oh yeah, uh, no, I I I got into him when he came back roughly in the W. He officially became a part of the W like a few years ago in like one of the Money in the Bank or Royal Rumble um, pay-per-views. But then he's been out for some time now. But that's been one of those things that people, like, fans have been itching to see because I I don't think Sting has ever met Undertaker in any storyline or anything like that because they were two separate uh, companies. It feels like like Game of Thrones. So, like, that's a definite fan match. Yeah. (laughs) It does, dude. Oh, man. I, I think that would be super cool, you know? Or to give, like, one final match to, like, some old legend. Like, Jake the Snake can beat the shit out of, like, Brock Lesnar. God. <laughs> or something like that. He's still working. Do you know that? Not as an actual wrestler, but he's Jake still doing work. Jake the Snake. Yeah. He was on Joe Rogan a few months ago. like Or, like, a year ago or something. Oh, really? That's yeah, yeah a, while, a while ago. Very depressing. Jake, Jake the Snake has really funny stories. No, yeah, I bet. No, he, yeah. he, he he was really he 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 was like uh, really interesting uh, on that podcast. If you ever want to, it was, I, I just love hearing the stories of how he used to love fucking around with other like wrestlers. But apparently, like people like Macho Man Randy Savage would get really really pissed off at some <laughs> point. Well, I mean, for good reasons because there was that one episode of Raw, I think, where uh, Jake the Snake just like. An actual snake just bit <laughs> Macho Man Jesus Randy Savage Christ. on his bicep, and it stayed on him for like two minutes. Jesus. And Vince McMahon had to come out and like tr- act- actively get the snake off of um off of Macho Man. Yeah. Was it venomous? No, no, no. None of his snakes were venomous. Mm. But they like to think that they that they were. That that's oh, yeah, the whole definitely. kayfabe of it, you know. Yeah. Definitely adds to the adds to it. Yeah. I mean. I think I, I, I think I'm done with that now. I'm done with wrestling now. I, I, I was it's I was thinking about talking about more, TFW. There's more lore in WWE than Twin Peaks. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's weird, dude. I mean, because it's real life people. Yeah, real life people doing it, fake stuff. It's real life mystery, and it's also written dramatic mystery. No, oh, yeah, which is fun. I was I wanted to talk about TFW no GF for a second, but um, I, yeah, I, we will talk about it? that. I, we will talk about that. I've heard of it. I've um, I wa- I really want to watch it. That sounds super okay. Good. You should watch a, it soon because it's gonna get out of Amazon in like a few days, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that. I, I, I heard I've heard a lot of things about it, and uh, did you like it? I liked it. I, okay. I, I liked it a lot. It was, it's it's one of it's a um it was a feature debut. Which I found really interesting, and you can definitely feel that. And I've always liked that when when it comes to some documentaries, because you have this raw, you know, uncomfortable feeling watching it, you know, where it has that it has a it bit, has a bit of a homemade aesthetic to it too, you know, uh-huh. but it's also super super depressing and like very fascinating to watch. And it's very yeah. short too; it's an hour and a half, I think that's less. A, <laughs> that that's a that, that's an a certain internet subculture that's very. Uh... It's very controversial, especially now. Dude, there's some there's some crazy shit that they, that goes into the documentary. Yeah. Let let me tell you, and yeah. it's it's not even they don't even talk about it that much because it's like it. it I think like deep story his- for a documentary. I think like deep internet history, like documentaries, like some of my favorites. It's it's fascinating because they talk about the meme 
but that's like the first five minutes but it's just it's just focusing on these people being really depressed and it's just yeah. it's not the right thing you should watch at three in the morning like i did it's about and immediately follow that with clone wars by incels and shit right uh partly 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 yeah, but it it was a really fascinating documentary. <laughs> Definitely, went but yeah, I, I and I just mentioned it now. I'm almost completely caught up with Clone Wars. At this I heard point. that's been great. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Final I episodes tomorrow, actually, and I'm not gonna stay up till three a.m. to watch it because I have an audition in the morning. But How's holy that? shit, How do you this have final arc's been great. Um, it's for a class. It's for one of my choral classes, and they're just doing it through Zoom. Uh, Jesus it Christ. actually surprisingly zoom actually kind of works when it comes to vocal lessons and singing mm-hmm. surprisingly i didn't expect it to but hey I, 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 it's it's fun to be proven wrong sometimes um but yeah i'm i'm almost done with clone wars and that's something fucking wild to say yeah i've, uh, I've seen a lot of people go crazy especially over that lightsaber fight oh yeah i mean we're in the it's the siege of mandalore arc but I mean, it's not really a spoiler, and everybody knows that at this point. It's also the Order 66 arc as of yeah. this, this week's episode. And, Finally you know, I, I, was thinking, I was thinking about this recently. I don't know. I can't remember a specific event in, um, like, a, in, a, in a big franchise that has gotten to be better than it was originally. Because I think about Order 66, how it starts off in, in Revenge of the Sith, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of shitty. And then you get stuff like Jedi Fallen Order or Star Wars Rebels. Really and now stuff like it. like the lore really makes these events that at first glance seem to have little to no weight or no like – well, no, Order 66 has weight. My bad. Let me rephrase that. They seem to have little or no like care. It's not the it, same, yeah. And make it same. feel like the biggest fucking deal in the world. Like, ten years afterwards. You know what I mean? Or on or more. I, I find that shit wild. Because, you know, like, Jedi Fallen Order deals with Order 66, interestingly. Rebels and uh, other Star Wars media in the comics deal with Order 66 in an interesting way. And then you get the shit like Clone Wars, where you have the events of this final arc running in tangent with the events of episode three and it's focused on these three people ahsoka rex primarily primarily it focuses on these three ahsoka rex and darth maul and it's so fascinating seeing all these little interest like these new details spin out from these characters as they're talking and it makes that whole event that initially seemed like kind of like eh, when it came out into this much bigger deal and it hits harder some of the coolest shit it hits harder yeah, yeah and it's those, really really good like sometimes having more knowledge of of certain events makes it makes other other things uh hit better you know you, like, you're affected oh, man. More. when you get into maul's motivation in in this arc which is technically his motivation if you want to go it's a bit of a stretch but his technically his motivation in the in in episode three like, it's crazy, and it makes you appreciate how how they actually, like, it makes you appreciate that they actually brought him back, Yeah. you know? Because when Maul came back, I, I, I was, like, of many people thinking, yeah, it's kind of cool, but, like, is it is it just going to be a one-and-done thing? Am I just going to see... 
is it eventually going to lead into Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul? It did. But it was more interesting than that. Because you have shit like the Night Sisters, and you have him being a fucking crime lord, and his brother Savage, and they have that that awesome chemistry with each other. And there's so many cool things that they did with Maul during the course of this TV show that it just feels heightened and very, very satisfying. Demons come to the end of the uh, of the show. Yeah, because yeah. you you get this guy because. Dark Maul is a lot like Order 66. Very bland. Okay, this is fine when you first see him. And he's um, uh, he's more developed and interesting than Palpatine or I could probably argue Vader. I just think, maybe. I just think it's hilarious like, how... <laughs> I just think it's hilarious how they just refuse to let Maul die. And I'm happy about it. I'm actually really happy about that. Because it's just... there's It makes him so interesting. He's a character that's filled with so much hate and vengeance that he is willing to break any sort of ties to any side just to get the satisfaction that he wants Honestly, there's that pretty... scene like did you yeah. see the fight scene in complete in like the complete fight scene from um phantom apprentice the, the before they fight ahsoka and maul just talk they just talk and they they have they just argue and you hear shit from Maul that you've been like, that just makes you so happy that you have a character like Maul existing in the current lore, because it's just like he is filled. He just wants, he just wants to like win, yeah. And he will just strip any satisfaction from anyone of that. And I was, I found it so fucking cool. And he would break any boundaries just to get what he wants. And I, I, I it's so awesome. I just feel to like find that in a character that was just so one note back in 1999. I just feel like his involvement in the animated shows kind of is a wasted opportunity when it comes to like what what's happening now with like Disney Plus, you know? Because I well, would love I mean, to see that Ma story arc with Obi Wan, you know? Again, an Obi Wan live action show, you and McGregor. We we probably could, you know. How? The, the thing is, well, I I don't know, I don't know. Who knows at this point? <laughs> but like. I'm 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 okay with it because the way they bookend it with these three and not three sorry with these animated shows and you know the the existing lore that bridges them in between I'm actually really happy with where Maul ended up by the time Rebels showed up they like can by make the time he showed work. up in Rebels you know they can make an ending work but I liked his ending yeah it's tragic and it you know shows how it shows his biggest flaw he was filled with so much revenge and rage that he you know he was clouded he, he he was clouded by anger and that led to his downfall you know I'm, I'm trying my best not to spoil what the fuck actually happens but you know what i mean yeah, yeah, you yeah. know there's it but it makes that character so interesting and just having that having having that conversation with him and ahsoka just adds more to that then you get stuff like you know and ahsoka's been great that talk about another character that was initially hated by fans well no dark maul was always deemed cool by people even though he was a just joke. Cool. He's yeah, he was always just he, he was always like the um, Never mind. There was a Dragon Ball analogy I was going to make but I couldn't remember. He, <laughs> uh, he's like he's like the Mr. Satan of of Star Wars, right? But then you have Ahsoka who's immediately hated on for kind of good reason cuz she's kind of annoying in the first couple of se- in the first season of Clone Wars and in the movie. Yeah. But she slowly becomes so important and so awesome that people 
you know, like one of the most beloved characters that's not generally from love her. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's so funny. There was a there was a there was a joke that was made about Ahsoka recently on a podcast. I can remember right now, but it was like she's so important that elemental forces in the universe get reversed just so she could continue to do stuff. You know what I mean? Like the Rosario Dawson though. Yeah, and and that's gonna be so much fun to see, and I'm very excited to see where that character, where you know what she brings to that character, and what's that's gonna happen when live action. I think it's gonna be a little bit weird for me because it's just I I never I can't think of another example of a cartoon transitioning well into live action, but I hope they do that with Ahsoka. You know, like you, <laughs> I immediately thought about that news and I thought Goku. Wait for a second. Goku. Because it's like, oh, Goku's so cool as a cartoon. Oh, ew. <laughs> when you see him Yeah, they can't movie. make Goku hair. They can't yeah, make Goku they can't. hair work. Goku hair is horrible. <laughs> you know? They can't make that work. They can make a circle work because she's an alien. Well, yeah. Yeah. Different species. And I know but... this one's cheap, but like, yeah, Bender can never be cool as a live action yes, thing. Yes, he could. You know? <laughs> no, he couldn't. Yes, you saw a porn parody picture of Bender? It's fucking awful. And I know right, that's it, cheap. It had metal tits, it's porn, But still... <laughs> It had middle tits, Raul. <laughs> it was ingenuity, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and Ahsoka's been great. And then Rex, who... Re- Rex has always been an interesting character. Because he's always been the type of... He's he's the he's the clone that everybody follow That the show mostly follows. Alongside some other ones. But he's the... He's like the... He's the main clone of the show, really. Yeah. But he's also the one that... You know, is also in, in a bit of the now. And kind of knows what's some what's going on in some points. By the time and by the time that Order sixty six comes, you have this really really emotional moment where it it is about to start, and like you just see a mental breakdown, a visual mental breakdown on Rex when uh, he gets the um, when he gets the signal from uh, Sidious, and it's so fucking good. It's so good that 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 final arc. Feel. And it also, it also, they make it feel like a movie too. Like the intro is different. It's in red, it's in red font, it's in red uh, text instead of the traditional yellow. They don't have like the recap. Uh, war, tragedy, terrorism. This happened in the Clone Wars. That shit. That does not. That's not in this final arc. It opens. Each episode opens up with red font. Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Fade in, fade out. Part one. Title and fade out like am- ambiguous tension uh tense music that bookends each episode and it makes it feel like they're gonna try to it feels like they're going to try to edit this into one complete movie like that they saga. could run in tangent yeah, yeah like this final arc they could run in tangent with episode three i wonder what, what i find that super cool i wonder with the amount of fucking star wars content we have now what would be the new machete order <laughs> just with every single piece of star wars media well i, I mean i can still get all of star wars like oh, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> I I know one friend of mine. She's doing it right now, and she's like, "How do I start?" And I told her machete order, and she's like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Huh, kinda." Just watch the Which movies. is for those of you who don't know, machete order is four five. Then, um, arguably, okay, you could do one two three, but my pre- pre- preference two, of machete order is four five. Two three. Two three, because one is. One's kind of irrelevant, but not unless you make this, you know, final arc into a movie. <laughs> Four, five, but, two, three, six, seven, and eight, like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> six, seven, eight. 
There. What do you? What? There's nine. Uh, Ryan sure. Johnson made made the best ending for Star Wars. Yeah, but now Machete Order in proper form could be four, five, one, two, three, slash Siege of Mandalore Order sixty six movie that they that some fan could definitely that Topher Grace can definitely edit that out definitely. when that well, when that's done. Um, then six, then seven, eight, nine. Yeah, but <laughs> who knows? And I'm not even putting in the spinoffs at that point, which would technically be... What, what the fuck would it be? Would it be Solo, then Rogue One, then um, Rogue, uh, one, four, Rogue one would be after 4, obviously. So it'd be 4. So it'd be what, 4? No, Rogue no, Rogue One be, would be before, before four, 4. Sorry, before. It's Rogue One, 4, 5, then 1, 2, 3, Solo, 6, 7, 8, 9. <laughs> at that point, do you even have to... At that what point, a fucking you shit might, show. You might, God. Sorry, no, no. But uh, at that point, you might as well just watch Solo first, watch Rogue One, then watch Episode 4. But then you're going to be thinking, who are these Stormtrooper fuckers? Why would they not come out for five movies? No, no, no. I don't fucking know. Whatever. I got to oh, go. Man. <laughs> nah, same. <laughs> yeah, same. We'll end it off there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, done. I'm uh, done. Well, next week, we'll be talking about TFW No GF. On Amazon uh, Prime? Uh, I'm going to watch it, so yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We, we can discuss that. Um, we'll be talking about next-gen shit. We'll uh, be talking about... Hopefully. I'll definitely, I'll definitely talk more about the final episode of Clone Wars. Also, that's airing the, the uh, also if uh, yeah. if you guys are um, HBO... I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about this, but HBO is basically... Oh, HBO Max is coming out this month. HBO Max is coming out this month. Uh, HBO also has like a lot of their content like free. In like on Amazon uh, on uh, Amazon Prime and you could stream it I think from the HBO website and uh, on HBO Now yeah, yeah. Uh, if you uh, not just HBO Now uh, you could just stream uh, HBO content like Sopranos and stuff if you want to watch uh, Sopranos I oh, recommend okay. listening I didn't to know that. I recommend listening to the Talking Sopranos podcast which I is, heard about this yeah which is this poc- the new podcast with um, Michael Imperioli who plays uh, Christopher Moltisanti and uh, Steve Shrepa who plays uh, Bobby. Bobby, uh, but Bobby, uh, Bukeri? What was it? Bobby, Bobby Bacala. Bobby Bacala. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bobby Bacala. Uh, and it's really great because, uh, you get a lot of insight as to, you know, all the different, uh, all the different things, you know, with the episodes and, uh, writing because Michael Imperioli after season two was a writer on the show. And I, th- I believe he directed some episodes too. Uh, Michael Pirelli is super interesting. He's like a he's like a, a mega like theater uh, a theater uh, buff. Super into a lot of a lot of actors are yeah. Um, like like in the sense where he's like a big theater director as well. Ah, oh, interesting. And like he yeah he he studies theater he and he he he's big on the production side of things, not just acting. Mm, but, nice. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing. I saw that podcast on my recommended. It's great. Uh, tab. No, it's genuinely genuinely like I, I I like listening to it while I'm playing video games. Uh, Is it, it complete, or uh, are they going it like by are they fresh? One, it, they just started literally as the the coronavirus was happening. The quarantine hit. Ah, okay. So so they they've just been doing it at their houses. Uh, every week they're doing one episode. So I think oh, okay. right now they're at episode six, I believe. Yeah, uh, Pack Soprano around that nice. episode. So I remember Pretty getting into stuff like I, I remember getting into podcasts like that when um, 
I was catching up to Twin Peaks before season yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, I was listening was to fun. the Entertainment Weekly one. Yeah, the Entertainment Weekly one I was listening to for a while. That was a fun one, and then there was um, it was like the the Black Lodge cast or something like that. That was a fun. That one was too. good, yeah. I liked, yeah, good. I like that one. That's cool. Shit, uh, you could also get. I, I I don't know if I told you this, but you could get if you have HBO now, you get um HBO Max for free. Yeah. You can um I uh There's a lot of ways you could get it now for cheap too. I'm really Apparently excited. It costs for less fucking, than Netflix. I'm really excited for uh for uh HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah. Yeah. You see those new Looney Tunes shorts, by the way? I haven't. The trailer for it at least. You see the Space Jam. Space Jam, we never we forgot to mention that. Space Jam uh, too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? A new journey? With I don't know, LeBron James. It has a subtitle. It's not even called Space Jam 2. Which Space- I'm like, oh, damn, that's a Space shame. Space Jam 2. Here's another basketball player. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Let's... let's Remember... Space Jam 2. Remember basketball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we're... I think we're... Actually, let me just recommend one quick podcast. Now that you're doing that. A um, friend of mine from school. His name's Josh Meehan. He composed the theme song to our sister show, Neon Genesis Evaluation which is over for right now, but whatever. Um, he, he, made a pod, he made a music podcast, actually. It's called the Media Music Podcast. It's freshly new. It's been, I think it's like two weeks old at this point. Is it just him? And he's had, it's just, it's him, and he's um, he's talking about a bunch of interesting music uh, topics that are in relation to media, so like video game music, uh, movie scores, TV scores. But he's also interviewing uh, new up-and-coming new, uh, under yeah new up-and-coming artists around the college campus area from our uh from our college campus area and you know showcasing their music and that's been they're three episodes in right now and they've been pretty fun i've been really enjoying that show right now he's also oh, doing a he's What's doing an imperial again? march it's called hang on it's called the media music podcast that's right. Okay. He's doing a sp- he's doing a Star Wars uh, score bracket too. Which I did, I yeah, the, yeah. I uh, I voted for that. <laughs> binary yeah, sunset same. all the way. It's binary sunset all the way. Same. Imperial March Madness is what he calls it. I'm like, that's a fucking great title. I texted him the other day. I'm like, damn, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen to that. That's a really nice. That's a really fun, cool Most podcast. Yeah. From a good friend of ours. I yeah. also um, this is kind of just like me throwing an idea out there. Uh, I don't know if I actually yeah. want to go with it, through with this. Um, I, I, I do want to do like a, a leftovers rewatch show eventually. Where That'd be I, interesting because I've never seen leftovers. Yeah. So to yeah. have those two perspectives would be fun. Yeah. Like I, it, that, that's always been like something because leftovers, you know, I, I consider that one of the best shows ever made and there's a lot in there that you could just dive into, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know, maybe it's just an idea, you know, maybe one day, uh, uh, We'll think about that, but hey, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I just want to rewatch. I just want to. Ha- I I I just want to start another podcast where I'm, uh, where uh, I could just rewatch at episode by episode to talk about something. Like it was definitely fun for me. With, yeah. Uh, with a uh, with Ava, I don't know if I'll do it again for the rebuild movies because I'm already into that, and yeah. I'll probably wait till the fourth one comes out, which. It actually will, which is crazy. That's a that's a fucking film series that's been very very annoying to follow in terms of release dates. Because the last one came out 2012, this one's supposed to come out in 2020. Dude, honestly, Neon Genesis is just is just so fucking confusing in general. Did you ever get to go back on it? I haven't. I should. You I should. Haven't. You definitely should. I got Ramses into it now. 
it, so it, I'm, it's I'm, just I'm, like I'm waiting for all you. I'm considering starting out there. JoJo now. Like like well restarting it and actually finishing. What do you it. mean? Okay, I'm like this is your third time restarting JoJo. <laughs> like I restarted, but I just don't get far. <laughs> you know, man. Look, you just got to remember what you watched last, and then just trudge on through until you get the part th- part two. Actually, that's the best. Part. I just want to watch. But, I, uh, I just want to yeah. want to watch all of JoJo as much as I can. Yeah. Did you get the part two or no? Are you still in part one? No, still part one. <laughs> Oh fuck, dude! <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, no. Part two so good. All I love of, it. All of my friends, all of my uh, high school friends are uh, are finally watching JoJo. Bes- no, all besi- of your friends. What are you talking besides, about? Uh, bes- what are you talking about? What? <laughs> Everybody in this Discord chat watches JoJo. Yeah, well, most people. Yeah. Most of them. Most of my friends in general have been watching JoJo, and like, it's just I just want to watch my Sopranos again. You know, why can't you? Why can't you guys you. watch Sopranos? Why can't we talk about my hey, favorite anime? Ev- hey, surprise. everybody! Everybody's <laughs> dealing with depression. Their own. Well, no, fuck. Everybody's dealing with this quarantine in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. well. Where can we find you? You can find me at Summer Old Cruise on Twitter, and we can find you at at Vic on Twitter. And you can find the show at American Nerds on Instagram. Um, yeah. Doing that May movie. That little May movie uh, experiment. Uh, trying to watch a movie every single day. Recommending it. Um, May the fourth tomorrow, so May the fourth be with you. You uh, you might see something, might see something there. Uh, a little Star Wars related. We'll see what happens. Uh, you'll get a post somewhere. You're yeah. good. We're good. You. <laughs> what's 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 tomorrow's May movie recommendation? Obviously, couldn't be Star Wars. <laughs> Let's see what what Star Wars property I decide to I decide to to revisit. I know you won't put oh, Solo, and I hope you don't. Huh? But yeah. I hope you don't put solo. Don't fucking, try, be nice. don't fucking try me because I'll do it out of spite. <laughs> oh fuck you! I know you will, and I hate it. I fucking uh, hate that movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's been a while. But honestly, you know what? It's been a while since I've seen Rise of Skywalker. Why not give that a rewatch? I'm gonna fuck. see it again. <laughs> what about fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it. I, I, yeah. I will rewatch Rise of Skywalker eventually. It's coming. It's coming on Disney Plus tomorrow. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Which is crazy. That was two months. In, two months uh, early. It was it? Yeah, that's a that's a that was a relatively short window. Actually, yeah. come to think of it, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Not bad. I'm excited. We'll see yeah. what what I watch tomorrow. I mean, I, I'm excited to watch something new. It's just the thing is like I've just rewatched Star Wars so many times at this point. It, it it's like I I don't know when's the last time I rewatched Star Wars. It's it has. Just, it always has to be an annual thing with me. Not even an annual Whether thing. Whether it be one movie or any of them. Not even yeah. an annual thing. It's just every few months I just watch a different Star Wars movie. Whether it be Empire or Last Jedi or mostly Empire, Last Jedi. <laughs> Those are the ones I, I rewatch the most. I'd say. I, well, it, at least it, in like the last three years. It is for me. It's like it's either in the background and I'm not paying attention to it, or it's actively on and I'm actually paying attention to it. And I'm watching it all. Like you know, I'm ac- I'm actually watching it. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. It it depends because like it's the same way I feel with Marvel movies where it's like I don't I feel exhausted. Yeah. I'm done for today, and it's been one movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I, I don't know. There's it, so much shit. It, it's just like I know I I. It, I know the Star Wars movies backwards, you know. So like, it, it I I feel comfortable having it in the, in the background because it's not like I'm missing anything, you know. It's always it's always like that with me too, you know. Mm-hmm. I I just I had Jedi I had Return of the Jedi on. Uh, it was playing on TBS or TNT, and I'm like, yeah, sure, fine, I can do that. <laughs> then episode two came out, and I'm like, oh fuck no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I I was rewatching episode two, dude. I hate everything about that movie. It's that is terrible. worse than one. It is worse than one. It's worse than Phantom Menace. We to need me, to rewatch this together. 
I fuck. I fuck. I, I guess. Okay. Because that's yeah. a Because I I really want to get drunk one night and just rewatch all those movies. You know the thing is, it's just like war. <laughs> be drunk an entire day. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, that and it's like. Y- it's gonna end up becoming like an angry, drunken rage watching some <laughs> of this shit. In especially those towards yeah. the end. Especially no, towards it, the it end. No, especially, it's just especially watching two. Because I hate that scene where you see um, the fucking. The youngling scene is so bad. Isn't that I episode hate three? everything about it. No, it's two. It's two. Where he it's kills where Obi Wan's trying to find Kamino, and he's like, "Oh, let me get these kids that I'm. Oh, def- that's they're right. definitely not getting paid for yeah, anything. That's right, let me that's right. like exploit their. We- uh, yeah, let me exploit their powers. <laughs> let yeah. me exploit their young minds to get you know for me to find information on this thing to prevent a war. And it's like, oh, what say you, kid? Says legendary actual actor Frank Oz. Oh, Mather says kid with like a really silly accent <laughs> that kid is so funny <laughs> but I'm I hate sure everything I'm about sure that scene one of those kids is like George Lucas' son or something I don't think he has kids George Lucas yeah I don't think so does he George Lucas he has kids he got yeah. married recently like as of like a few years ago I'm sure he's been married before oh he did he was married before he was his yeah, his yeah. wife, I think his first wife. I think it was his first wife. The wife he was with during uh, filming the actual original trilogy. Fucking, there are stories, yeah, man. I've she hated that. working I've around it. Yeah, you, you know they made like one of the interior. They made the 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 swamp of Dagobah outside of his house, and she had to deal with that shit. And she's like, I hate everything about this. And apparently, they got divorced <laughs> sometime after that. And I'm like, all right, yeah. George Lucas's middle name is Walton. Walton, mm. George <laughs> Walton a... Lucas Jr. <laughs> no, imagine he just kept that one. George Star Walton Wars Lucas. by Walton Lucas. G W Lucas. G W. Oh, <laughs> I don't like it. I'm gonna use that as my as my director my directorial credit. VM Calvo. No, no, VM Calvo. <laughs> I I've had that with me with uh, R L Cruz. I think that's cool, but it makes me think like I'm the fucking porn parody of R.L. Stein or some R.L. shit. Cruz. R.L. Cruz. I don't know. We said uh, bye a while. Yeah. Bye. We did. We did. This is our post show now. Yeah. But bye anyway. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, y'all.